and Bobcat makes up this real nice table with donuts and Skittles and M&Ms and, and uh, some catered cookies and this and that and that and this and uh, some cheese puffs and whatnot. If you went to Japan, they'd lay out sushi and things like that. Yeah. So here, they've laid out, we've laid out like American snack foods and stuff. Bobcat trusted me to protect the table, to make sure nobody came to the table, nobody ate off the table, nobody touched anything on the table. And the money man is extremely important. If this table is touched, we might get fucked. Much last night? Nope. Two what, hours. What were you doing that you had trouble sleeping? Uh, I was awake. But like, were you like, were you doing activities or were you trying to calm down? I played down? Overwatch a little bit just to kind of kill the time, but then I got into it and that woke me up more. See, there's certain games I know I can't play at night because it stimulates me, mm-hmm. and that's why I generally stick to like the sports games, like Madden and MLB. I have to focus on one specific thing, and it actually like keeps my mind from wandering. See, too Overwatch because it's like small games you just play like matches here or there you can do like two before bed it's not like i'm playing you know an adventure uh, see, I'm, game i'm too competitive when i'm playing with other people if i had gotten like a two match losing streak i would need to get a five game winning streak before i quit which is what happens to me in madden yeah I it can. also doesn't help that while i'm playing video games i'm also listening to like podcasts and old o and a yeah so i'm like multitasking on a monday or tuesday night i have wrestling on my phone i have oh the God. baseball game on my tablet mets or yankees whoever's running you're longer. america and that i i am the definition of america and um welcome to episode five of you watch i listen i almost said four episodes. the last episode yeah this is the last the final episode. episode yeah we're a mini series um this is episode five of you watch i listen um happy memorial day weekend to everyone um thank you to all our um our troops um we support our troops i'm very very thank patriotic. you for your service thank you for your service i'm an ex-governor <laughs> that's a jesse Van. Ventura reference he's the for best. he he's uh, out there. Some of his shit is just out of control, and now he's uh, going after uh, current administrations. Like he, his shit is always the same, so I have to kind of respect that. Thermite paint. <laughs> it was thermite paint in the tower. Why why aren't they letting <laughs> me in? Watch, an ex Navy SEAL. Did you ever governor. watch the show where he? Um, I forgot what it was called, but conspiracy. It was on. Was Fox. it just called conspiracy? Yeah, where he was, and he'd always have like the dumbest guy play like you know the accepted theory like, about like nine eleven. The one where he went to um he went to the place where they had all um, some rubble from the ta- the twin towers and they, it's just like you know restricted access and he's like they wouldn't let me in an ex governor and navy seal <laughs> and then that, that whole bit that they did on O and A where if you're a navy seal you can go wherever G- you want we need to get hacksaw jim duggan's two by four <laughs> to break down mr fuji through thermite paint <laughs> I know, it's like he goes like why aren't they telling us? They are telling us. You're just going, no, I don't and, like the answer. In what world is an ex-governor and Navy SEAL have the right to go look at evidence from 9-11? You know, <laughs> I think we... 
I don't think a current governor would have that access. I think we brought enough attention to the fact that he was a governor. He was Jesse Ventura the wrestler. Jesse the, the body, body Ventura, Ventura. A Hall of Fame wrestler who then became a commentator, who then also starred in one of my favorite action films ever, who we have re- which we have referenced previously. Home Alone. The, no, he wasn't in Home Alone. The Predator. Home Alone too. Predator. He was also in, he had a small cameo in Batman and Robin as one of the security guards for Mr. Freeze. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that's we were talking about Batman and Robin today. Batman. And I like Batman and Robin more than Batman Forever. And that is somewhat of a controversial take because Batman and Robin is just straight up bad. Batman and Robin's... It's entertaining because it's so bad. Wait, wait, which is... I always confuse which one's which. Mr. Freeze and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Batman and Robin. That one I like because it's so bad it's good. The the other one's just charmless. and, And Batman Forever tried to be good and it was bad. So... I will absolutely put on Batman and Robin. And by the way, guys, if you haven't done it, it makes a great drinking game. Drink every time Arnold Schwarzenegger makes like a cold or a freeze reference. You'll be dead I, by, you know, I think it was like, I, I think someone said to me within the first 20 minutes, there's about 15 references and you got to take a shot every I time. I see you. Yeah. Oh, my God. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple of things before we go into our stuff from last week. Um, Ralph, you ran a, a half marathon on Sunday. I did. And um, this is your second marathon of sorts and what were you running my third third what were you running for um the finish no but what was your the charity there wasn't any charity i I signed up for it and forgot to raise money for it oh that's fantastic so you did it for yourself i did for myself and um so i didn't train at all clearly it was very humid clearly um it was all uphill. The website said, you know, some hills. No, it was one hill, and it was a half marathon. How long did it take you to run the nine miles? It was not good. What was your time? It wasn't nine miles. It was 13.1. What was your 13.1 mile time? It was... Honestly, I don't remember. I'm not even dodging the question, but it was not a good time. So you were... It you, actually was... My time for the half marathon was worse than my half time on the full marathon. The full marathon, I was sub two at the halfway point. So I actually did worse... With the shorter race. So you neglected your body and it, oh, it very showed much in this. So. so yeah, you texted me on Sunday after the race and you're like, I'm running a fever. <laughs> I, I was, think I got I was, sunburned. I was very, very grateful that you had a miserable time. Oh, it was horrible. I, I take personal solace in when my friends struggle and they're um, they're miserable and right, depressed. You're blowing out my candle and make yours brighter. Well, that's what I do because my candle's barely ever lit so I have to, to do you're it a liar. myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, my whole life is like one of those um, prank candles where you think you blew them out but they keep going. My life is just a series of disappointments. So, um, how long did it take you to feel recovered from the half marathon? I'm still out of it. You still feel shitty? Yeah, Maybe it, that, that might contribute. My thighs are killing. I'm going to actually... You want so, a thigh rub? Yeah, we'll All right, Taylor will be we'll here wait till soon. Taylor gets here. Yeah, we have a. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for another one and train because I'm really disappointed by how. Well, especially I did. since you were supposed to be raising money for some type of charity. You always have to raise money. I raise yeah. money for one. You just said you forgot. So yes, no, you, I forgot you had the to... intention of raising money and you didn't. I don't, you don't raise money for every marathon. Sometimes you do it because you're selfish. Okay, and this time time you were both selfish and and stupid. stupid. All right, so uh, before we go into our stuff from last week, did you have any um, subjects that you wanted to speak on? So, um, you know, actually, when you mentioned it before, you mentioned um, that we're a miniseries. Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually watching a miniseries on Netflix right now. I know we talked about it briefly. What's that miniseries? Have you watched Wild 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 Country? I have not. I've heard a lot about Wild Wild Country, but I can't say I... um, I have an idea of what it's about. I know a lot of people that have watched it. If Wild Wild Country was a Netflix original series, I not think, isn't real it? events, you would say this is so absurd. There's no, This is so unrealistic. Netflix dropped the ball with this shit. I, it's a huge story, and I knew nothing about it. It's insane. There's this cult, and they buy land in Oregon, 
and they buy so much that they actually buy the town and then they have their own police force they have their own public schools where they're teaching just like the cult message it's insane and it's something that's become a footnote in um history um i'm only about halfway through it how many episodes is it five or six i'm on there's six, yeah. I'm on episode four. Okay, so you're almost done with it. Um, but and they're they're bringing in. Um, What's give, just give me a, a brief like a thirty second summary of what Wild Wild Country is actually about. I have an idea, but for anyone listening that isn't aware of it, which at this point, if you don't know about it, get out of the fucking hole you live in. If you're listening to this and don't know what this show is, you're an asshole. But go on. What's it about? <laughs> I, that was so unnecessarily aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I live. Um. So there's this cult in India in like the '60s and '70s called the Red Nishis. I think they're called. Okay. Sounds and made they're up run by you know this you know messiah figure and you know typical cult stuff but it got really popular with europeans and they only wear orange red like purple like those kind of colors they're like they're like bloods and uh, <laughs> yeah they put in yellow Blood they're cult. they're latin kings <laughs> so they um they get thrown out of india so they buy all this land in oregon and move the whole thing without like visas or like they, immigration law they just move so the you're saying we should call ice on them I, I don't even know if they're around anymore. I haven't gone to that point. Okay, so they moved to Oregon. And illegally. they build a city. And they build an airport. Like, they're acting like a government. And there's a city next door that has, like, 30, 40 people. And apparently they're having problems with the government because they're not actually a city. So they just buy all the property and they go, okay, now we own this city. And they have their own police force. They have their own education. I feel like you can't do that. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> and the woman, um, the cult leader's right-hand uh, woman, she's just making blatant threats of violence on the news and they can't do anything because she's head of the person who would prosecute it. She's like the mayor of the town. Oh, so th- it's kind of like how the, the Westboro Baptist Church and the Scientology guys, they have like major lawyers and political figures that can manipulate so they don't and, get in trouble for these and things. And the weird thing is, I don't actually even know what the cult worships. Like, they worship this guy and like love and all that stuff, but there's no... There's no, like, there's higher no power. There's no, like, code of ethics to follow yeah. based on the religion. It's not like, you know, like, the Manson family, which, like, they were out of their mind, but they at least had this overarching, like, race war bullshit. Correct, correct. This is just crazy people who are bossing other people around. Can I go and visit them? I don't know if they're still around. I would hope so. Can we find out if they're still around? Yeah, and let's maybe we, a cult. Can we get a... Oh, we should let's start do, a cult. Let's start a, No, I want to join a cult. So... Where do we start a podcast? I'm so, tired. I, um, you've said you're four episodes in. How quickly have you gotten through these four episodes? Um, so I actually have I been think, watching them. Um, I, I think grading a show a lot of times is based on how quickly you can get through it. Oh, if I want to, I could easily binge so it. So it's, binge, it's bingeable. Yeah, but it's you know it's a documentary. The episodes are long. They're like an hour and a half. I each. do love documentaries. Um, the one I would do on a watch on Netflix that I've heard people talk about is Wormwood. People are talking about I Wormwood. I watched Wormwood. I hated it. Okay. Then boring. I, really boring. Oh, okay. Then I, that, that's interesting. It I, started interesting and it, it really got boring quickly. I'm, I'm like a fucking lazy dork and I like watching like old school political documentaries and presidential stuff. I love watching stuff about the presidents. I love American history. Um, but I also do like a lot of the cult stuff. I've watched a lot of stuff on Ruby Ridge, on um, Waco, all that kind of stuff. I love watching stuff on Scientology. So it sounds like Wild Wild Country is something. Wild Wild Country is fantastic. I'd be very, and very Like into. I said, if it was work of fiction, it would be critically panned because it's so unbelievable. Now, do they have people on there that are like people that left the cult? They actually have the woman who is a right-hand man. Oh, But she, she's in exile. And they, I assume I assume the cult broke up. I don't know yet. But she's in exile because she committed all these felonies. So well, she's in like some European... That's called prison when you commit felonies. <laughs> <laughs> she's in this like European, you know, like the Netherlands or something like that. 
And she's not giving up. Like, she's not saying, well, I made mistakes. She's like, like Nazis she, running to Ar Argentina. She's doubled down. And she's like, what? So I threatened a few people. I bought some illegal weapons. Whatever. Big, big whoop. Well, I guess I'm going to have to add that to my list of something to watch. Yeah, um, I've been watching it one episode every few days only because I like to space it out so I can kind of... See, that's my issue because of the fact that I barely sleep. I like I want to space things out, but then I'm like, oh, episodes one done. Let's watch episodes two through six. Yeah. And that's probably what I'll end up doing whenever I do get to it. But I also... There's plenty of things out there that I've told people I'd watch for a while. Like um, Bob and our buddies Bob and Quaz have been telling me forever as a Batman fan to watch Gotham. And I did watch Gotham the first like season and a half, and it was cool, but it didn't. Obviously, it wasn't cool enough because it didn't make me want to continue watching it. But everything I've heard since then is that it's really good. So that is one that I'm probably gonna have to give a watch as a Batman fan as well. I don't like all the sub shows of like the, franchises, the spinoff kind of shows like yeah, Krypton. They don't. They're making one. Um, the cartoons I like because they're well. The animated series, kids. like to this day, I think probably next to Dar uh, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman animated series is one of the all time great. Animated series, and it's probably the best carnation of Batman that's been done. That's the one I kind of think of, to be honest. It, that's the one that, we grew that, up. That's on. what I grew up with, man. I had my brother recorded for me on like two VHS tapes. He recorded over family videos, which my mom was not happy about. But he recorded like every episode of Batman the animated series, and I was just rewinding those motherfuckers all the time. And I had all the toys. I still put it on sometimes. What when are I'm laying your, down? What are your thoughts on Batman Beyond? Uh, I loved. Batman I like Batman Beyond. I wouldn't say I was hardcore about it, but I like that it incorporated so many things from the original series. It, it it was canon with the original series, and which there's is cool. So much that they could have gotten wrong with. Oh it. yeah, and the yeah. fact that they didn't was kind they've of been impressive. talking about making a movie out of that storyline for a long time. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but no. with the way they pump out these movies now, I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility. Um, all Justice right. League, Batman Beyond. Yeah, <laughs> Justice League, Batman. They should never make another Justice League movie. I, um, all right, so again, we're on episode five of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, last week was our guest, Josh Marcella. Uh, Josh, thank you again for sitting in. Again, long shot, pistol, and rifle. Um, I had a bunch of people that messaged me about it, so I hope you guys get some more business out of that. Um, I actually have a funny story. I told you about this. Um, so I got a group text on uh, Thursday night or Wednesday night. Yeah, from that, who? Well, I didn't know the number, and there was like 15 numbers in there, and I've been getting like spam texts texts recently and it was for it was like four texts in a row about signing up for some app that gives you cash and i i was like who the fuck is this i didn't i didn't really look at any of the numbers and i just put i, re I responded i don't know who this is but fuck <laughs> off <laughs> and because that's just how i reply to these things and then two seconds later i get a message back from josh's brother nick that whose number i have i could have figured this out pretty quickly by just looking at the numbers that were in there and he goes dan it's my mom oh i'm so <laughs> happy i've known josh's mom for literally since third grade as long as i've known josh so i was like i wasn't fretting too much because i i she gets me and i just said whoops my bad and she, thankfully she was cool about it but um again the marcella family running long shot rifle and pistol um before we go into what our ours was i want to talk about the album josh recommended to us <laughs> last week um ghost um meliora or whatever was that the one we were supposed to listen to i forgot which one he recommended so i just listened to parts of like all of them yeah that was the one uh josh listen okay so let me preface this by saying that if i saw them live i'd probably have a different opinion because so much of their their gimmick as a band ghost is the pageantry and the corniness and the the kiss and the slipknot and the rob zombie marilyn manson style theatrics which really it all comes down to taking it from alice cooper and ozzy and the music dude was so <laughs> i'm trying to be like safe here don't, with my words don't be safe well Just you saying. work in hr um a uh, gay 
it's not my thing. It's glam metal. Um, now, musically, it's well done. Uh, they're they're well mixed. They're tight. But overall, th- it, this was a chore for me to it's listen cor- to, it's man. It's corny. It's corn bullshit. Again, if I saw them live, I might agree. But there is a zero, an absolute zero percent chance I will ever willingly put this band on again and if i want to meet someone that is a fan an actual like fan of this band that didn't just see him live on a whim like josh and greg did i if someone is a fan of this band i want to have them on here and just for the whole podcast episode i just want to say shame shame that would be great for shame listeners. yeah well you know what fuck them too i don't <laughs> care I, if i had to be subjected to this this kind of malarkey music uh and i'm mad because i put that that's word a good down. way to put it it's malarkey it's, malarkey. <laughs> it's a malarkey it's fucking album. duty and uh no offense josh if you dig it uh, that's cool we're supposed to disagree on music sometimes but this album was a true chore for me Ugh. um and i don't see myself ever listening again if i saw them live i'm sure it's entirely different but i didn't see them live i sat at my desk with my headphone and thinking that maybe Maybe this isn't as bad. No, it was worse than I expected. So maybe because Josh adjusted my expectations, but no thanks. I'm good. So I didn't listen to the, again. I forgot which album he recommends. So I just listened to like the first three of one album, the next three of another, and then like finished it with their first. Did album. you come to realize that every song was the fucking same? Yeah. It's like you can't it's tell one corny. album from the other. Like, oh, dude. And there's no like. I'd rather listen to Wesley Willis an for album, hours. An album needs to have like some sort of theme and or structure. Stru- like it's just like okay, these are twelve songs. Let's put them on. Yeah, we're dark and brooding man. Well, they don't look like they used to. They used to kind of have I know, like they, a Satanism look. And now they look like. Um, Panic at the Disco or something. Oh, because that's going to really sell fucking tickets. Ugh. All right. So let's go into what we talked about last week, our recommendations from last week. And I believe that I opened last week going over your album, um, which was Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey from Bruce Springsteen. And what movie did I give you last week, Ralph? You gave me Caddyshack, too. Oh, well, I, I wish I I've actually thought about giving you like a, just a straight up terrible movie that you've never seen, because I think that would be funny at some point. But I did not give you Caddyshack, too. What did I give you? You gave me Windy City Heat. Windy City Heat. Again, a movie I highly recommend. So give me your synopsis and review of Windy City Heat. I like the, uh, I like the movie. Uh, it's a comedy. So if you're looking for some sort of emotional impact, I mean, there's none. There's none. There's none. Um, it's a very goofy movie. Of course. So basically, it's a goofy. I love a goofy movie. A goofy movie. <laughs> Give me that this week. I want a goofy movie. Goofy movie too. Um, there's a sequel. Yes, there is a sequel. Is it real or is it like Homer Pound Three real? Shoot, we can't talk about Homer Pound Three, but it is real. <laughs> goofy movie two is real. So go on. What you thought about Windy City Heat and some takeaways from it? So the whole time I'm listening, watching uh, the movie, I can't stop and think, why are they doing this? That's the only thing I kept thinking. Like they're putting in. They have everybody's in on it except for the main guy, uh, Perry. Perry Caravello, and they're just so over the top. I don't under. I still think. I know you say it's not a bit. I think he's in it. Like, there's no way someone Dude, is that I'm, delusional. I'm telling you, you need to go just look at this guy's Twitter account to understand the level of stupidity. There's a bee. There. Oh, it's a fucking That's bee. A grow bee. up. Bees get in the studio sometimes. But they shouldn't. Oh, grow up. Susan so, B. Go, talk about the. Fu- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> go on about the, the fucking movie. So, I'm t- but I'm telling you, it's 100 yeah. real. So, um, the one thing I was kind of worried about. Is I didn't know anything about this guy, so I'm like, does he have something wrong with? Yeah, like, a, is, does he have Down syndrome? And at no point, I, he, he seems like a normal guy who's just incredibly dumb. Yeah, that's um, the long and short of it. 
My favorite part of the movie were like how they had fake names. So Susan B. Anthony, was Roman Polanski, of, Roman Polanski's Dane Cook, Hiroshima Nagasaki. I fucking lost. He has it. to defend the craft table, dude. And- the part where they run into Adam Carolla in the back studio. And he's just in a Roman gladiator outfit, and he has a dog. I'm in a, I'm in a Roman gladiator <laughs> buddy cop movie, and Car- Perry Carvello's like, I was watching Man Show last night. Don't bring up the show. <laughs> Don't bring Don't up the, the man. Show. Dude, the part with fucking Charlton Heston. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Like, it almost, you know what it felt like? It had a lot of trailer park boys in it. That kind of, where, where did that come from? Why is that happening? Don't question it. Dude, one of my favorite parts, and it's so subtle, but Dane Cook plays Roman Polanski. Yeah. And he goes to, Perry goes to shake Bobcat's hand. By the way, it's not Roman Polanski. He's not playing Roman he, Polanski name, the person. He's, he's playing a guy named Roman Polanski. And, and Perry doesn't understand that, that he doesn't know who Roman Polanski is. The producer's is. name is John Quincy Adams. <laughs> and it's just Mole leaving the room and calling up on the phone. That's why Mole <laughs> leaves the room every time he comes back with a turkey leg in his hand. Um, the part with Dane Cook where he goes to, Perry goes to shake Bobcat's hand and then he goes to shake Dane Cook's and Dane Cook doesn't shake his hand and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm just getting over a virus. And then later <laughs> when they meet, he go, he doesn't do it again. He's like, what, Perry's like, hey, you want to shake my hand? Sorry, just getting over some uh, poison sumac. <laughs> just, it's so many little subtle things in it, like the, the stunt double um the 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 fucking the wrigley gum fortune <laughs> when bobcat goldwaith said i have to use the microphone at all time um the mega horn at all times or else i'll forget to use it dude my favorite part is when perry i'm not gay except this one time this producer i let him suck my dick and i jerked him off and like he's 100 serious and that's part of like the troll on him he goes i was raped that wasn't consensual he's like serious like this he, guy his stupidity knows no bounds and he's so like he's so homophobic and then they just bring in the obviously and he's gay. jehovah's witness so you know he's stupid <laughs> <laughs> he bring in the really gay um oh my god costume designer <laughs> and he's got ashless, ashless <laughs> he goes chops. all right mr perry mr matthew perry what does he call the movie some terribly oklahomos is what he calls it <laughs> and he's so uncomfortable no no dude when he starts screaming he sounds exactly like sam kinnison oh he that's does. what his scream is like and or when they're making the action figures and his action figures fat, really fat and ugly. Don, Don Barris goes, let me improv a little bit. Well, well if it isn't the fattest, most disgusting, <laughs> has been out of shape, when they throw him in the dumpster, uh, can we get crap and poop? Crap and poop. <laughs> get get crap, uh, get poop, get, get they, crap and when poop. When they bring in the Japanese, the money man, Hiroshima Nakasaki, they just bring in a fucking plate. They, they, the Japanese love um, desserts, and it's just a table of full donuts, of, of donuts and, and M&Ms and Skittles. <laughs> the movie is so absurd. It's a dumb movie, and but if it's you can, fun. If you can step yourself back and, and actually understand, you have to. You really have to go into this understanding that this guy really does not understand any of this, because to this day, he thinks it's a real thing, and he still hates Don Barris, and like just recently... Didn't he sue him? He's tried like- suing him. Dude, it's, it's insane. They did the Big Three podcast for a while, when they're trying to go to the fucking premiere. Don Barris, dude, fucking... Yeah, why, why did they... If they're late to the premiere, the movie doesn't get released? Like, why? Well, he goes, this is the only time you could see this movie. John Quincy Adams here. <laughs> so, you, um, so you enjoyed the movie overall? I enjoyed the movie. It's nothing groundbreaking about it. It's not a, you know... See, I... I dude, that was one of the movies I laughed the hardest oh, at. And every time I watch it, I laugh more because it's just the little subtle things in it that I pick up on. I think... um. How would I grade this one? I'm going to give it a stand-up comedian. So Okay, I like that. Grade it on a level of a stand-up comedian. Now I need to think of one. Um, who's the guy that looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman? Uh, the Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Nothing, and- nothing 
you know, he's not a trendsetter. He's not kicking but he, doors open. But he's consistently funny. And so. he's considered one of the most consistently funny comedians out not, there. And Although not, he, this movie is not, this movie works blue. <laughs> yeah, but it's not over the top blue. Like, it's just. No, it's not over it's the like top. It's like already comedy blue. Um, so you give it Jim Gaffigan, who I, I am a big fan of Jim Gaffigan. I, Jim I saw Gaffigan. him live like a, a year and a half ago at Wellmont. He was phenomenal. Um, but Windy City Heat, man, if you can find, I got to send you the most recent Don Barris podcast where they messed with Perry about this whole him, thing about him being gay. And these guys photo, they made these edited videos of all these newscasters saying that he came out. And listening to Don, to Perry, they recorded all the combos of Perry on the phone with his lawyer and publicist <laughs> saying like, listen, we're going to prove to everyone that you're not gay. You're going to go to Don's studio. He rides his bicycle to the studio. <laughs> the lawyer calls him on the bike or he calls his lawyer while he's on the bike. I'm turning around. I'm not dealing with fucking Don Barris again. This is still <laughs> like a thing. It's pretty incredible. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you got some laughs out of it. And I, yeah, think I liked it. It's one of those movies that the more I thought about it, the more I laughed. And I think that's like everyone I know that's seen it. As you talk about it more, you look at it in a uh, more glowing. I think you should have had a better. It should have a better impact on you though. Maybe because I hyped it up so much for no, so I long. I liked the movie. I liked the movie. I didn't think it was anything bad about the movie. But I just didn't think if I saw it, I would have been like, oh, that's funny. I recommend it to someone. But I also would. Did you watch it with um the old ball and chain? No, I just watched on my uh, computer. What was she YouTube? doing at the time? I, I honestly, I don't know. That's good. Don't pay attention to the woman ever. So, good improv. All right. So, what is she doing? I don't know. So the, the biggest underlying theme here, I'm glad you liked Windy City Heat, is on every episode, we have kind of liked both of what presented to it, if we didn't love it, which is going to bring me to your album, The Bravest Man in the Universe by Bobby Womack. Um, so I'm going to start out by saying I really did not care for this album. You didn't. Um, there were some things I really liked about it. Um, I thought the songwriting was great. Lyrically, it was brilliant. Um, I found myself by the end of it happy that this guy is not alive to make another album because <laughs> it there was a, this second to last song jubilee is a fucking nonsense song <laughs> it, i think the big problem for me it's fucking nonsense it sounds like an 8-bit video game soundtrack with his incredible soulful voice over it and the lyrics weren't bad like the beat actually sounded like a nine inch nails thing and he comes in singing like fucking ray charles and i'm like what is this fucking, i don't want to hear georgia on my mind over closer like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was a couple songs I did like on it. Um, Deep River, which was the, the third track, the slowest track on the song. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool song. The reason I like that one is it sounded most like what the music should be like with his voice and his vocal styling. And that's and the closer lyrics. to what he really is. Yes. Um, I didn't care for the song with Lana Del Rey. I thought her track was cool because it sounded like a Lana Del Rey song, her verse. Um, I'll I give you that. I think... It's her. It's he sounds like a guest on her song. That's a good way to that put it. That was like the biggest thing. This whole album to me sounded like, um, like how many albums has Tupac and Biggie come out since they died? It sounds Thorny. like an album that came out after a guy died. Like they took the like Michael Jackson had songs come out. Um, I so I didn't care for that one. I hated, hated. This was one step above Jubilee. I gave Jubilee like a point five because I thought the beat was all right. Um, whatever happened to the times? I was so bored like it, it, think i liked it more than ghost i'll give you that i liked it more than the ghost album um stupid was all right i liked the beat on it the beat was stupid really cool is, I, I think stupid is fantastic um if there song. wasn't something there i thought it was all right i did have one song that i thought was the best one next to deep river if there wasn't something there i thought it was a really good song that one i thought was the one that sounded most like it belonged on that album so i did enjoy that one that's the most like soulful gospel just, sounding uh, so i love the producer the guy from the gorillas i think he's great every i, I i'm a gorillas fan 
but it just seemed like they I feel like they almost did him a disservice on this album by making it sound contemporary the music to his he's got such a powerful voice and none of the songs and their lyrics and the meaning of the lyrics seem like they hit home to me because I'm very much about feeling what an artist wrote when they wrote the song if they were in despair if they were depressed if they were lonely those are things that matter to me when I look at songwriting and this one it didn't do it for me um, the please forgive my heart the way they closed out the album was decent um, I hated love is gonna lift you up I it's such a corny song it sounded like it belonged on like the Ghostbusters 3 soundtrack I'm, I'm gonna be honest love is gonna lift dude guys that, that's a rough one it's listen I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm well aware when I listen to an album that if it's good and I don't like it that it's just me and I, that's kind of how I felt with this I don't think it was bad by any means it's just not something for me it just it's the I, I love a soulful voice I'm all about powerful soulful voices I like but the music and I like that kind of music but they just did not mesh I don't want to hear Trent Reznor do an album with fucking Ray Charles or BB King I, I don't want to <laughs> hear that it doesn't work uh, for me personally did you listen to any of his other stuff by any chance? I did, and I liked his older his, stuff like, a lot. His, like, real funk and soul. Yeah, like, that Like that to me encompassed what he was about. And this one, it, it, again, I think lyrically it was quite, quite brilliant. Um, lyrically, I looked, I read up some of the lyrics because I could hear it, but the music was so distracting to me. That's but, actually the big criticism, is that it's not a well-produced album. No. And I do agree. The, the levels were not done well. It's, but it's just, again, I think they made a major misstep, because I think that the, the guy from the Gorillas saw the um, the ability to market this this sound, because that is the popular sound now, that it has like the, the Lord and the Lana Del Rey and that, that whole sound. And to put it with him, <sighs> who he should have a fucking piano playing behind him, a fucking sta- upright bass, um, a drummer, like, but none, but it's all digital, man. So I, I'm sorry I shit on your album. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like that we had a finally like an actual disagreement here. Um, but it's, I get like the appeal of the album, and I, I think that there is, it's got a major crossover appeal. Um, there might be a lot of people that listen to this that like that sound. For me, it just, it did not click. I did not, and the thing that I tried doing, the first time I listened to it, I, I literally said to myself, I, I went, fuck Ralph. Because <laughs> like, he gave me something that he knows I'm not going to like, but I don't think he did that. No. And after the second, third, fourth, fifth time I listened to it, it became an easier listen, but it was never an easy listen. God, Unlike yeah. Josh's, which was a fucking chore the entire time. I'm sorry I'm railing you in the ass here, Josh, but you deserve it Ghost right kinda, now. Okay, let's be honest, Ghost kind of sucks. No, they, they kind of stay. I would honestly rather listen to Kiss, and I don't ever want to listen to kids. But he, okay, here's the thing. I actually wouldn't mind Ghost if they weren't taking themselves so seriously with this like bubblegum metal. Oh, like yeah. Kiss like there's a like you know Kiss is going to be corny. You know Kiss is going to be over the top. You know they're, they're not taking themselves so seriously that they're going to market, you know, the Kiss coffin to you. Yeah. Like I can accept that. I I have to respect Kiss to an extent because they've lasted so fucking long and they've done, they they made a fucking disco album. Like that's how you survived back then. You had the the Stones made a fucking disco sound album, man. The Stones album is fantastic. It it is fantastic. No, Kiss is not fantastic, but Kiss, uh, it's the same thing as Ghost. Their whole uh, appeal is honestly the show. 
It's it. I would I would see a Kiss concert legitimately because I know that everyone says a Kiss concert. No one's ever left one and said those guys are terrible because they kind of were one of the first rock bands to trademark that fucking stage show. But do I don't need to hear fucking rock and roll. Do you remember night. Ray that we went to high school with? He yes, had... Ray. I do remember Ray very much. I hung out with all, him a lot in elementary all school. All he listened to, all he ever so listened this guy, to was Kiss. So let me give the backstory on Ray. And I don't know if Ray's listening to this. It seems like via social media, he's got a lot more problems than this. <laughs> um, no offense if you're listening, Ray. This kid wait, wait, was... He's got a ton of problems. No offense. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you want to take your offense heart, to it, they're your problems. Your, your life's shit. No offense. It's, uh, your life does seem like shit, Ray. Uh, <laughs> I really hope he's not listening. So he was... This kid was the biggest fucking kiss fan. I went to elementary school with him, so I knew him longer than you. And every time I'd be hanging out, he wants to play Kiss. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to listen to Kiss. I want to listen to fucking Lit. <laughs> and so I want to listen to my, worst, oh, my own worst enemy on repeat. I want to listen to Alien Ant Farm. And he's fucking, one time I went to his house and he's like, hey, Dan. And he's got full Kiss makeup on. <laughs> dude, funny story about Ray, actually. One time on the ice in the winter, because I grew up on a, on a lake. And in the winter, we all just hung out on the lake on weekends. And like people bring quads and dirt bikes out. And his little brother, Vic, was out there. And I, I see his little brother now. He's a big boy. And we were like goofing around wrestling on the ice, and I rock bottomed him through the ice. <laughs> like I did it. Wait, and the ice, Ray's, Ray's brother or Ray? The, Ray's brother. Oh, the okay. ice cracked, and he half fell through it. I had to Ooh. pull him. Like I did a fucking wrestling move that could have that could have been in jail right now. I could have. Okay, first off, it knocked the wind out of him completely. So if he actually went through, and we didn't pull him out. He would have drowned. So I I tried a professional wrestling move when I was eleven years old, and he was about seven, oh. and put him through the ice. What a um, so that's why before any WWE, any WWE programming, they put that thing at the beginning please do not try this at home i For people like um, you i feel so bad for my younger sister because i used to just fucking practice all the wrestling moves on her there was one time i thought i almost killed her i gave her there is this move that the undertaker did called the last ride and it's like uh it's a power bomb so you have the person their legs are like right between your face like you're about to eat them out and <laughs> basically gross and then but then you lift them up in the air and then you slam them down so I did it to my sister when she was about five, and her head smacked the ground. I wonder everyone hates you. Yeah, good thing her skull wasn't as soft anymore. <laughs> so I got grounded for that. I wasn't allowed you to watch. Should have. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling for a month, and mm. I still found a way. Actually, my dad, he um, don't tell your mother. I put the VHS in to record raw for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a schmuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Actually, so the, the moral that, of the story is: don't try wrestling moves on your friends or my younger neighbors. Siblings. They they were big wrestling fans too, and their two brothers. They were like, go. Oh, is that what the, was your older that one? What they just told you as you have a lot of repressed memories that you were doing wrestling Ooh. moves. <laughs> Yay. Um, and they had a moose head. And one of the guys jumps up, grabs the moose head that was on the wall by the antlers and just smacked his little brother <laughs> across the face <laughs> with a moose head. Oh, my God. And he yelled God. Suck, And then he did the uh, the suck it move over the, his bleeding cranium cracked brother. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, when I think about the shit I used to do, the thing was, the reason I thought it was okay with my sister is because my brothers beat the fuck out of me. I They always called it dead leg. They would just come up and they just fucking yeah. punch me in the leg. And but the thing was, my brother—I was a, a boy first of all. My brother's, my oldest brother's forty. Oh, sorry, Rob, forty. I think uh, maybe forty-one, and the other one is thirty-eight. And I'm 29, so there was 10 years between us. I'm so I'm 29. My sister is 21, so not as much of a gap. But she's a girl, mm -hmm. and I would fucking be sitting there hitting her with Muay Thai leg kicks and <laughs> just like fucking doing all these wrestling moves to her. But the thing was, there were times I was dumb, and she's oh she's having fun. Let me see if I could do this move to her. And the next thing You're I know, she's the envelope. She's crying hysterically. My sister once was walking down the stairs, and I took a blanket, and I guess I don't know. She was like. Three. I was eight or nine. Okay. And I put the blanket overhead, took a jump rope, tied it up so she couldn't see, threw in the closet, and yelled, "You're gonna die! You're gonna <laughs> die!" That was my that was my fun like prank to her. 
That's so bad, man. So um, our guest is going to be here in about five, ten minutes. Um, so something I want to talk about while we're waiting is um, I went and saw Solo, a Star Wars story last yeah, night. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I'm biased. I admit that every time I preface this, I am a Star Wars fanboy. It's going to be really, really difficult for me not to find somewhat of enjoyment in Star Wars anything from video games to books to movies to comics to literally just about anything. Um, I just got an ad for Star Wars as you're talking about on see, my they're watching laptop. Us. <laughs> they're making the frog is gay <laughs> so um, but you know it wouldn't it, that's not a good tactic you already saw the movie why are they advertising well you haven't it's on your computer oh you know that's so, right so um solo was had a lot of um production issues they fired the directors when the movie was like 80 percent done and they brought in ron howard and they had to reshoot like 70 percent of the movie apparently um and in the first 30 minutes of the movie or so you can tell it's a little clunky it's a little goofy there's some parts where um there's a part where Han speaks Wookiee um and it's a little goofy but the second like maybe like ten minutes before Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian comes in the movie finds its ground and it starts running and it doesn't stop and it's unlike any other Star Wars movie it's the only one that doesn't mention the Force once it's not even like a underlying theme like even in Rogue One that happened almost to the point where it was yeah, being they had for- the it was being force fed to an extent. Um, this was cool, man. It was fun. The last twenty minutes, uh, I didn't after I uh, after I got past that it wasn't Harrison Ford. It became Han Solo for me. Like he had the charm, he had the wit, he had the one liners. You heard the you heard the story that he asked Han Solo's um, uh, Harrison Ford's permission. He's like, I just want to make sure you're okay with me. And, perf- and what's crazy and is Harrison Ford's like, I don't give a shit. Well, what's crazy is Harrison Ford, who doesn't like anything, he apparently saw went and saw the movie twice because he liked it so much. And that's Harrison Ford, who is a curmudgeon about everything. And now he's like, you need to run me back to life in Episode Nine. I want <laughs> yeah. to be back. Yeah, well, he wants back in. Now. How do you want back in? Use the Force. Um, but overall, man, it was it was basically the way I would describe it. It's it's made for Star Wars fans. I will preface that. Like, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I don't. Don't think you'll like it as much because there's so many little Easter eggs and references put in there. Does it not bring really anything new to the table? No, it brings some new stuff to the table. There's oh. some stuff in there. There's one big surprise in it that the entire theater went, oh, like they couldn't believe that it was happening. And it's a really cool one. It opens the doors for a, 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 a Han Solo sequel, the Obi Wan movie. Um, they just announced a standalone Boba Fett movie that the guy that directed Logan and wrote Logan is doing. And uh, James Mangold, he's fantastic. Does everyone just get their own movie? We're gonna have the Boba Fett movie. Well, We're gonna have the Jabba I mean, Hutt movie. Bought, it was IG eighty eight gets a movie. Lucasfilm was bought by Disney. Disney bought Marvel. So why wouldn't they, man? This is it's, can they do a an Avengers? Star Wars, Wars crossover. <laughs> that that might be a little much for me. That might be when I check Oh, out. I would see that because I would like to see how much of um, a clusterfuck it would be. I think it would work in like a comic. It wouldn't bother me as much, but in a, a movie, I, I don't know. But overall, man, I was um, I was entertained. It was a space Indiana Jones is the best way I could describe it. And the last like 20 minutes, when you see the Kessel Run, it's really cool. Oh, they had the Kessel Run They have there? the Kessel Run. You find out how he got um, the Millennium Falcon. You find out how he got Chewie's life debt or whatever. Um, it was cool, man. It was a fun movie. I was very entertained. The people were crying about that Lando Calrissian is written as pansexual is the one Did thing. Did they even show that in the movie? Um, so the way I, I heard that at first and I was like, ugh. But then the way they described it, like, Lando lives in space. Why wouldn't he be attracted to things like aliens? I was like, that's a good point. He doesn't have to be attracted to humans. But, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Our guest is going to be here any minute. Um, that is Taylor Micah, also known as The Big Show, a.k.a. Shit Dick. We'll be back. 
We're back. And we're back. All right. We got our guest with us. Um, one of my closest friends over the last, uh, we've been friends for seven years now, 2011. Yeah, uh, best uh, buy. Eight, yeah, best buy. Um, so one of my closest friends since 2011, uh, Taylor Micah. We all just opened up a cooler beer from January. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, wait. Don't chug it this time. I'm you fucking cool. almost puked last time, you asswipe. What's well, also because uh, you drank mm. Budweiser. Yeah, Buttwiper. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with this beer? Oh, well, now, it's well, getting, now it's getting questionable. Well, I mean, you would think it's sitting in a cooler for the last, what, four months? <laughs> no, January, so we're talking almost six months. <laughs> yeah, I, I rounded it down. So Dude, what? it literally mm. was still cold as of like three weeks ago, and now it's getting room temperature. That, that tastes like college. Yeah, it's not good. What, cum? Taylor, so what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Oh, man, that's good. I got really nothing going on. I'm just... Well, right the, we have Taylor That's good. here. Thanks Taylor, for being on the show. Ta- thanks. We'll see you later. <laughs> Taylor, you um, host your own podcast, In the Pit. I recently helped you with the name change and your banner, because before it was called Madness, and I like the name, but yeah, it doesn't really tell the tale of what you try doing. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Uh, so pretty much the podcast uh, centers around music primarily. Um yeah, you I, talk I, about a little bit of other stuff, movies, um, use, um, obviously music shit. Yeah, it's um, more or less like what I want to talk about, kind of like you know the same thing yeah, yeah. we're doing here. A central theme, but whatever you want to talk about. Exactly, but I kind of like to focus on music because that's really what I care about. That's kind of my passion and that's everything else. Um, so like that's kind of my thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I kind of I try to cover every little facet of music, but the issue, well, not the issue, but everything kind of what I want to do is like I stick to more of like the counter, like this generation's counter, of course, which is like the. I could describe it as like the bamboozles or the warp tours, like those bands. Yeah. Know? Okay. So yeah, like the the scene, the the screamo, the emo, the metal. You just said that the first two words you said would we make me the angriest. Screamo and emo. Those are not real fucking but, things. But you have to understand from a emo a non a non listener, a person that doesn't follow that music, that's how they define it. Yeah. No, I understand. As you a know, fan, there, I under- my chemical romance emo, Fall Out Boy emo. See, I don't of even course. consider that emo. I think of bands like uh, like Fugazi and um, American Football. Like that's the emo I think of. American Football. You dropping names on me? That's over here. that's a throwback name. Jesus. So how long have you been doing your podcast for now? Because you uh, you started it when we were still living together. Um, I helped you out a little bit with the early stuff with uh, the rig and everything, getting stuff set up. So how long have you been going on it now? On and off. So on and off, I want to say for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. two and a half, three years. Um, the main issue I keep running into is that uh, is that basically what happens is is that I, I kind of run through stuff a little too quickly. and uh, You don't give yourself enough material. I don't give myself enough material, not to mention because there are only a finite amount of bands that I, like, I kind of want to focus on that... There's not a lot of new material coming out every and so you, often. And you do a lot of it on your own, right? It's all... You've had a couple where your friends were sitting around it's and everything. It's tough to do a show if it's just you talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely been the hardest part because uh, trying to find my own voice, trying to find my own sound yeah, I as think, well as trying to... Uh, like, of course, where, you know, some, where you feel comfortable and you don't sound robotic as well. Exactly. I think one of the big keys is something you should do is... And I've been noticing on these... Because uh, I just started up the You Watch, I Listen podcast Twitter page. Um, and I'm following a bunch of different um, pages that do podcasts, whether it's music, whether it's wrestling or video games or anything and a lot of them what they do is they do an episode that is just about a specific album or a specific catalog and they talk about like why this album meant something to them so for you I think something really cool and in the pit would be going over the albums that shaped why you want to talk about music like the most important albums that you can put on like any time and specifically what you like about them would be a pretty cool idea because it's hard to keep up with current events in music because a band's only dropping an album once a year maybe twice if you're lucky maybe an EP 
Yeah, I was going to say, especially with the bands in my scene, because they're not really making top dollar. And they're not on major record labels. Exactly. They're all on indie labels. So, so I they're know. touring half the time, and then they, they stop for six months. They make an album. But you can go two and a half, three years without an album from a band you like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, a, like, a, like a quick example was, uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the band Boys Like Girls. Yeah, I know Boys Like Girls, yeah. You know, their first real big album came out, I want to say like 2006. It didn't hit commercially to 2007, and then they didn't record a new album until 2009. Dude, I'm telling you, on your podcast, try a couple episodes where you talk about an album and the songs on it, or your favorite songs from a specific band, like this is my Taking Back Sunday episode, this is my My Chem episode, in, um, and in, just putting those in there with those titles on it, people will click on it because they're searching for Taking Back Sunday. What, they're searching uh, what for Dan does when I give him an album, he doesn't do it as much now, um, but when we first started going, he would actually go and give a track-by-track track grade for every and you know like one to five on each song yeah so yeah. he would be like this is my least favorite i'm giving it a you know a one this is my favorite it's a four and a half so i still um, haven't found one that i gave a five to i'm waiting for that although first night was close on a uh, hold steady um, i would say out of all the ones the hold steady was that album probably. was dope man yeah. i love that album. that was a really cool album man for something that i didn't know if i was gonna like or not i liked that one a lot to be fair there's a lot of stuff i would i would you know tell you about and 90 percent of the time i'm like i don't think he's gonna like it yeah we'll see unlike josh who fucking recommended ghosts thinking that i might like it that i'm i've been ripping on josh this whole episode he and i was so been... nice when he was here i just want fucking josh to get he smacked me, with he the goes, dildo Josh's album sucks. <laughs> Who texted me? I didn't text Josh and tell him that, but I texted Ralph. I'm like, this album is shit. I'm gonna. I forgot what album he recommended, so I just listened to part of all their albums and just compiled one master so, album. So I don't want to go back too much into what we talked about before Micah got here. So um, your podcast is in the pit. When is your next episode? Uh, recording, dropping, whatever. So uh, I'm actually going to be recording on Memorial Day. Okay, um, nice. I like that. Well, drop it on Tuesday. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to drop it that night. And then push um, it on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I'm going to be nursing a hangover, so that's going to be a good That's time. a fantastic idea because and we have to celebrate that we are proud Americans. Yes, we are that's very, very proud Americans. Right, the real question is, how many hot dogs are you going to have this weekend because i'm banking on eight to twelve what like how many how many hot dogs did you eat when you went to that minor league game um taylor's sitting here wearing a port st Lucie mets tim tebow (laughs) jersey and i remember when he was there it was a dollar hot dog night it was dollar beer and dollar hot. so how many um how many beers did you have they're allowed to do dollar beer yes minor league games absolutely but here's the thing but they're but they're very small cans like the super like like if you bought the ones like, that looks like your Andre the Giant is holding yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a hundred. It's like the hundred calorie yeah. cokes. Yes, like exactly, those. exactly. That's still a dollar. So, so how many how many beers did you have? Oh God, uh, I I completely lost count because I would drink four like uh, big big Heineken. All right, then the better question is because I remember. Okay, go on, go on. No, so I would drink four Heinekens and then. Like I go, I went with three, uh, three of my buddies, and then I was already drunk on the way there. Of course. So it's like three dollars to sit behind a home plate or whatever. Five dollars to sit behind a home it's plate. It's so cheap. For everyone and else. It's such a beautiful ballpark. Not to mention, just because Tebow was there, the place was fucking packed. Of course, yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I remember walking up and with the twenty dollar bill, I said, "I'll have ten beers and ten hot dogs." <laughs> so, and I remember I got the text about how many hot dogs you ate. Um, what, what was the final responsible promotion? What was the the final tally on the hot dogs? I Your dog count. I I, I, I want to see if you remember because I remember. I want to say eighteen. 13 was the number. 18 was maybe you're mixing up your beers. 13 is an impressive number in one night. Yeah. You should have gone you should have so gone for a colonoscopy drunk. then yeah. the next day cuz there is something wrong with your um your innards. Well, say instead of getting a colonoscopy, <laughs> instead of getting Girl a colonoscopy up there. Instead of doing that, tubes. I went I went to go see Dunkirk. <laughs> and Dunkirk was great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I shit my ass. <laughs> oh, uh, you got a text from me a couple of weeks ago about he did too about my uh oh, my I'm gross so my gross incident, which I think I can finally talk about. Um, uh, why? Like, I'm, you're texting me this, and I'm going. 
yeah, it's funny, but why is he telling me this? Because I, I needed to tell someone. I have to say my favorite thing about whenever You're Dan close. whenever Dan texts you and starts telling you a story, it's in multiple texts, so there's constantly buildup. Yes. And I'm sitting there and I'm, the I'm at work. I like building up suspense. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're really good me at off it. when I'm like, I'm at a, on uh, a call for work, and I look at my phone, and there's a text, and I go, what does he like, want? You don't and do while this, I'm thinking like, that, it goes to nine. Like, you don't do 10. the same thing to me, you cockstain. I'm really happy so, you said that, because I literally have the same thought process every like, time you text And then I'm like, I guarantee it's nothing. And I open it up and he's like, you know, they're making a new blank movie. <laughs> a blank, blank man? Blank, blank man. <laughs> so the, the story what happened to me, this is a really gross night for me. And I think Ooh. I can finally talk about it. I told, uh, I might need to tap. I, I told my, gross, I told my girlfriend about this. So, um, a week and a half ago, I had like, a, I started getting like a cold and I kept blowing my nose. It was pretty nasty. You heard last week when I was coughing up a storm. It was Wednesday last week. And, um, I couldn't sleep either. So what does a man do when he can't sleep? Ugh. He decides to let rub one out. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm a man. This is what I do. You wanted to fiddle your pud. So um, I'm blowing my nose. I decide to rub one out. And I, I bust a nut into a paper towel. And I didn't get up and like, you know, throw everything out right away. And then I had to sneeze. And I went to, I went to blow my nose. And I grabbed the wrong paper <laughs> towel. So I sneeze. And it's not. And just come in my mustache (laughs) and the worst part was and this is the let me preface this about 45 minutes before that from all the theraflu and cold medicine i was going up to get like a a cup of water and i let out what i thought was a flatulent and it was a fucking shit and so i sharted before the cum sneeze we're different from the other shows we talk about the real topics (laughs) topics. wait so hold on so what darfur sneeze cum Wait, that so, sounds like that sounds like a stand-up comic name. <laughs> what were you gonna say? So though? hold on, wait. So let me so let me get this straight. So this is the this is the, how these events unfolded, right? So you shit. So you shit yourself. Sharded. Yeah. Shit yourself. Well, let's. let's <laughs> yeah, not, I let's shit not myself. Okay. It, I'm an adult. Yeah. You had an issue with every orifice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Besides my vagina. So then, so then you ha- you have a cold. So you so you blow your nose. Right? Uh huh. Then I decided to jack off. And then you jerk off because oh. you're tired and you want to go to sleep. Because yes. jerking off and trying to stay awake, you should be a Navy SEAL. Correct. Right. So then you jerk off in the same paper towel. No, it was a different paper towel. I had paper two paper towel. towels. And then you go to blow your nose in said paper towel, and you're like, oh, it's just not. It looks the same. I need no, I knew it was cum right I'm away. tapping. I'm tapping. I'm taking my headphones <laughs> off. I, no, you're, saying, you're sitting I, right the fuck down. Grow up. No. I literally it's went. Grow up. I went, achoo. Oh. oh. And it was just, I, I, my mustache. Oh. It was It was a pretty heinous night for me. Oh. So Yo, the moral of the story here. Me, nothing made me happier. He sends me Snapchats right after, because there was two people I had to tell. Ralph and Taylor, and you were just like, he, Ralph said something like, you're shit, and Taylor sends me a snap just laughing at me. I just want to let you know how lightheaded I was from laughing. Dude, I was I was pretty inebriated as well, so that didn't help. Um, I had yeah, a few. you were full of some medicine. Right? I, I had, yeah, exactly, cold medicine. Uh, so Taylor, what are you what are you up to these days? Because um, we, Taylor and I were roommates for a long time. He decided to go back home, uh, set up on some professional things. What are you What are you looking to do now, professionally and personally? So. Uh, personally, and I mean, we touched on it quickly, but personally, like I want to get my podcast back up and and be more consistent. Um, as far as professionally, kind of what I'm doing now is I have my, uh, um, I have my CDL. Yes. You finally got your CDL. Congratulations. Let me give you a nice microphone clap. Yeah. Took me six fucking months. I remember the one night we were, stop it, you dick. Um, (laughs) the one night we were outside like studying and then I was like, you want to go get Doritos? (laughs) We just went inside and stopped studying. Yeah. No, I'm like, you can tell the mindset we were in with my fucking book, and he just sits there and looks at me and goes, "Bro, 
We'll get Doritos. <laughs> Dor- I Doritos, and I think we had hot dogs, too. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> there's a lot of hot dogs tonight. Well, th- I think that was uh, that that was one of the rules at Greg's house, was like, there's always a there was always a package of hot dogs we in the fridge. We always had hot dogs. And, like, some nights when we knew that we were going to be, like, drinking pretty good that night, um, having our medicine, uh, like, one of us would text the other and be like, we need it. Are you, are you getting supplies? Suppl- supplies. When, when you're five beers in, is there anything more satisfying than a hot dog? No. Maybe um, a quesarito. A quesarito is always good, though. Uh, uh, yo, like Loki, a cold quesarito. See, is... I'm not like you with the cold shit. I, 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 I I'm, a, sh- I'm a Taylor. I like, yo, I like cold quesarito, cold pizza. Oh, I do like cold See, pizza. Cold is the only one I don't like. I like reheating my pizza. That's, I do. That's, okay, so that's I like I like cold McDonald's. So you that's got your, disgusting. You, you got your. I want to go back to the the hot dog thing in a second because I have a story for you. Wait, wait. Um, we touch upon his CDL, a big life event. But let's talk about no, hot no, no. Dogs I, for I, no I want to go back to the CDL. So you're starting up your podcast again. You're going back to the CDL and um, your family owns a big oil company locally and that's a business that's always doing very well so is the goal long term now to go back to the oil company uh, and eventually take over Magica and Sons. <laughs> I haven't, um, you know, the thought definitely has crossed my mind once or twice. You know, I did work there uh, for quite some You were time. apprehensive about it for a while. Yeah, and you know, coming back around, like, I work there today. I, I work there part-time because yeah, yeah. I work security and it sucks ass. Yeah, but no one bothers you, which is nice. Yeah, it's great. I just so, watch YouTube all day. So you, yeah, exactly. So you went back, uh, you're working with them part-time on the yeah. weekends and everything. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just driving the truck right now and uh, whenever my father needs some help because he had a, a decent amount of turnover, a couple guys left. And um, so he needed some help. He hired a couple new guys that don't really know too much. And even though I'm only 26, I have a lot more experience. Well, yeah, you've been doing it. I've seen nights where you came home and you could barely fucking walk. But you were, I think part of the problem with the company for you for a long time was that you weren't in the part that you'd wanted to do. And you couldn't get that CDL. And now you got that CDL. And that's a great fucking gig to have. You drive the truck and make the other round motherfucker of applause. do it. Yeah. yeah, round of applause again. So what about what about personally? You've been single for a bit. You looking for a, you looking... Are you, are, you on the, the are you on the dating apps? No, not at all. Oh my god, I to, I to be l- completely honest because I've I've had this conversation with uh, my friends Tyler and Ryad. Okay, and, I um, love Ryad. Go yeah, ahead, I yeah. like Tyler too. Yeah, so like I just have zero aspiration to date at this point because I'm I got too much. You're shit flaccid. Going on in my, you know, oh, but I, I'm sorry. Well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> but like I got too much shit going on in my life to really give a shit about someone else at this point. Yeah, you know? and I mean, honestly, far, the best on that emotional level. And the, when you're not looking for it, that's often when you find. That's who you're that's looking exactly where we're on the same page there. The best things in life happen when you you least expect them. Yeah. And you had a shitty breakup last time, which doesn't help. Uh, you're better off anyway. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, the uh, after the fact, like you know, it's much more amicable at the. Of course, the and I think I think um, every relationship that ends, you want to get to a point where you're amicable because you care about that person no matter what if you spent that much time with them you almost always care about them unless it ends in the most heinous way tell possible. that to my exes both of them hate yeah, me yeah but it, it, but look at you and look at him yeah. and my current my current relationship hates me too <laughs> well i, I, I don't like, fault her and also to be fair like, looking back on it like a year later um the breakup itself was kind of shitty but at, like i looking at it now you know i definitely saw it coming from a mile away yeah you just it's hard um, to acknowledge it when it's happening also though. i mean you know you could definitely test this i'm stubborn as shit and no. I I will what? not give what? up on anything. What? 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 Oh. Would you have yeah. a soundboard with like a whoa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> How annoying would that be? Oh my god, over oh, and fucking, over. What, shirt, what, Sheila so, from uh, fucking South Park? Yeah, it's uh, Kyle's mom. Fucking, yeah. Kyle's, Kyle's mom's, mom's a big, 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 big fat, fat bitch. bitch. So, alright, so everything's going well in your life. Yeah. I'm well, glad see, to hear I, that. I got ghosted by two chicks and I was like, over Oh, I heard about, this is one I heard recently. We listened to their album recently. Oh god, ghost. Stop, we gotta stop ripping on Josh. No, we're not ripping on Josh, we're ripping on ghost. First well, of all, I've hated Ghost since they won a... F- not like the Grammys mean dick anymore, but like, I've hated Ghost since they I won a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Ghost. Ghost. 
I've, I've hated Ghost since they won a Grammy over August Burns Red like three years ago. When they, they won a not, Grammy? Yeah. Okay. For, the Grammys for, best are, me- for best metal performance. I'm declaring right now on May 25th, 2018 at 8.17 p.m., the Grammys are officially no longer valid now that I have the information that fucking that dog shit glam metal fruity ass fuck off band Ghost won a Grammy. And I'm not even a big August Burns Red fan, Wait. but they're significantly better Wait. than Ghost. You're about to get even more mad and it's going to make me a little happy. Is it Slipknot? You know, yes. They won over Slipknot on the, the Grey chapter? Yes. If you guess the song, which I'll give you two guesses and you're, you should get it in one, guess the song from the Grey chapter that they got nominated for Best Metal Performance Well, for. it had to be one of the singles, Devil and I probably. No, it was not. Which one was it? Custer. They won over Custer? That Are you fucking cut, kidding? Cut. Yeah. Oh! How can a band that fucking sounds the same in every six songs win over a band that actually has songs that go from metal to hard rock to metal again to actually is a good singer and they don't have to... Well, they do dress like fruits, but they at least go with it and we know what they look like and said they don't fucking... Oh, that, I'm, I can't even come with the words and I need to get on track here because we're steering off. What were you going to say, Ralph? Go ahead. Grow up. Uh, what? Okay. Well, I'm going to go... <laughs> Wait, I know I was... Calm down. We were, were okay. talking about... Why are you guys so upset about we were talking about hot dogs. <laughs> That's where I'm going. I saw you got off track to get back on the hot dogs. Well, I want to tell you about an article I saw today from the fake news Washington Post. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard real quick, but uh, I'm the real article. Oh my god, fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. He's John Candy in that. <laughs> I remember I told That's him. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Ralph, the first day he met you, told you you look like someone that's going to die in a I've recliner. Said, that is very true. He did say that. <laughs> Dude, within an hour of knowing you, he tells you that you're going to die alone from some type of sudden actually, that was obesity. A, that that actually was the second time I fell off. The first time me and Hopefully. Taylor pretended to bring that up on no, here. No, no. That's not our business to speak. So let's no, go back to yeah, hot no. dogs. That's, that's all fair. I saw a Washington Post article that irritated me today. Uh, and it was about carrot dogs. What? I saw your People tweet on are very grilling hot dogs. To a certain way, and then putting them on hot dog buns, and then serving them with the same accoutrement, and pretending it's a hot dog. If I want a salad, I'll eat a fucking salad. I've never had the appeal to want to, oh, that carrot would be good, but it'd be a lot better if I dipped it in ketchup or mustard. Ugh, fuck, why ruin? I need to look at a picture of this because this is why ruin a good thing like the spiral cut hot dog. There's no reason. You just enjoy the hot dog the way it is. You fucking put it on the bun. You get some mustard or ketchup, and you fucking eat the son of a bitch. Wait, wait, wait. There's an actual recipe for this. Yes, I read the recipe, and all it did with each step was irritate me to no end. This plant-based take on hot dogs gives carrots a roasted red pepper I'm treatment. Unplug your microphone into a roasted. No, it can't be a roasted red pepper. It's a fucking carrot. How can they roast so, a pepper? They're making a carrot not taste like a hot dog, but tastes like a different vegetable. <laughs> they're What's wrong with America? <laughs> a lot of things. So that irritated also, me. Also, it says that you, it takes 40 minutes to make these. What? I'm not Wait, kidding. See, the, the great thing about a hot dog is I prefer it grilled, but I could take a fucking hot dog out of the fridge and put it in the microwave for a minute if I want to and eat it. I could put a frying pan for a minute and a half. That's the beauty of a hot dog, which is why the spiral cut is bullshit as well, because there's zero reason to fucking make a complicated... You can serve these carrot dogs nestled in buns with, with the toppings such as... in your fucking buns. Vegetarian chili, cheddar, chopped onions, sauerkraut, kimchi... Yeah. Wait, so they want to make... Good. Kimchi's actually, good. Kimchi's good. When you're eating kimchi. I don't know what yeah, kimchi is, itself. and I don't want to. So it's, don't it's, even tell me. I don't care. It's Korean cabbage. You're talking about carrot hot dogs. I could say Korean cabbage, dog. Okay, you could say Korean cabbage. Korean cabbage. Don't, cabbage, Korean cabbage. <laughs> don't say kimchi. I don't want kimchi. Kimchi, Korean cabbage. Kimchi, kimchi. You're speaking entirely too loud. You're an adult here. Look at the fucking mixer. Korean kimchi. Ow! That's what you get. What are you talking about, kimchi? Didn't he die in Mortal Kombat? 
Kim, that was uh, Hung Lee, I think. Hung Lee. I know a few <laughs> Hung Lees. Um, so while we're on the subject of food. This show is completely off the rails. While we're on the subject of food, I did see a great article today, and I posted to our Facebook and Twitter pages about the greatest, and I have a story about this involving you, the greatest ice cream dessert, especially in the summer, the Snickers ice cream bar. <laughs> I love oh. a Snickers ice cream bar. Do, Ralph, how do you feel about a Snickers ice cream bar? They are A+. plus. So there was a night. Um, where we were at our old uh, place of living, uh, me, Taylor, and Greg, and Taylor desperately wanted a snack. This we had like, no snacks in the house. Story. Now, let me preface this by saying that Taylor has a peanut allergy, like and, a seven-year-old in elementary school. And, and, and usually very mild, right? No, no, and here's the thing. And as of as of last year, getting an allergy test again, it's severe. <laughs> so, so Taylor... Um, it, he desperately wanted a snack, and we had like nothing in the house. We had to go grocery. We went grocery shopping like once every three months. We had like fucking Cause, kale because I was no, trying our, to eat healthy our, for a week. Our grocery shopping was ordering from local pizza establishments, so calling AJ's and getting so, a vodka chicken parm. So really, like all the snacks in the house were like stuff that Taylor and I did on supply runs. And this kid with the peanut allergy suddenly comes out of the kitchen with the Snickers ice cream bar box and goes. I'm so hungry. I gotta have one of these. I'm like, Taylor, you're allergic to peanuts. What are you doing? I don't care. I think I'll be okay. I had to literally pry it from his hands. Yeah. Like, I'm holding down a child to get his fucking tetanus shot. Did you ever see that Simpsons episode where um he drops the hot dog on the floor yes. and Homer eats it? <laughs> or Apu eats it to commit suicide and they're going, no, it's not worth it. That's what I'm picturing. So, um, I do agree with... Uh, what do you, what do you, like, what's summer dessert? Like, I, I think ice cream is like almost everyone's go-to. I'm down mm. to go to DQ. Um, we gotta There's do- only one answer for summer dessert. What is it? Watermelon? Wa- watermelon cake. Oh, uh, I've never had watermelon cake. Watermelon never, cake. The watermelon like uh, sherbet cake. Oh, that I've I've had sh- watermelon sherbet. I've never had watermelon cake. No, you know that thing like you slice it and no, lo- I clearly don't. Uh, let me get a Hold picture. On, I don't need it? a picture. You're gonna bring one here. So you're talking like 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 a, like a factual cake, yeah? No, and then like it just you called it a watermelon cake. I'm it's, gonna assume it's a cake. Uh, yes. So while you're looking it up, and it's I'm gonna like jump to the next subject, and I have a surprise for you, Ralph. We're gonna talk about cakes. So Taylor, um, I had you pick up um, something for us, and we're this. I've been on two videos for this show. Oh yeah. Oh, I got to. I think it's your turn, Taylor. Can you please break out what I had you buy? Now Ralph has many a talents. One of them is not preparing for a half marathon. (laughs) The other is giving himself a hernia and waiting for two years. This is what I'm talking about. I've never had that, but I want to try it. That's a watermelon. I'll bring it. I'll bring it next time. Okay, bring that. That looks. I'll eat that. So so let's stay on the subject. So Taylor. So real quick before we show Ralph, I just want to tell you the lengths I went to find these fucking things. Right. Oh, I feel I'm I'm excited. So oh. I so I, w- I live down in Pompton Lakes now. I went to the local stop and shop, walked around for about 15 20 minutes, and right before I got out of my truck, I banged the shit out of the car next to me. <laughs> <laughs> you and your car is not recognizable. Taylor, are you aware that you never disappoint? Yeah. Hold on, wait. Besides your family. Right. <laughs> All right, let's see. More, more than once or twice. So I bang the shit out of the car. I walk around stop and shop. They don't fucking have it. Like to the point where I ask someone, "Do you have zebra cakes?" They're like, "No, we have Entenmann's." Like, you that's just gave it away for me. Yeah. So what do you uh, have but, for well, Ralph? I have zebra cakes. Nice. No, but so, no. Hold on. But here's the whole, here's the next part. Then I drive all the way up here, and because they're redoing the fucking stop and shop, looking like an asshole, walking up and down the aisles for about 15 minutes, <laughs> asking someone. Wait, else do you mean shop right or stop and shop? No, no, no. Because I drove up. To oh, okay. For, gotcha. Yeah, that's shop right. For shop right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's a different. Oh, gotcha. I went to shop and stop and shop first. Shop oh, okay. Stop. stop and sh- I like shop and stop. Go shop on. Shop and stop. Stop and shop right. So again, I asked someone, "Do you have zebra cakes?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll whatever." And he goes, "What do you need them for?" I'm like, "It's a science project." What's the question? What do, you, what do you need zebra cakes for? There's only one thing they do. <laughs> to make an ass of yourself, yeah. which you're about to do, Ralph. Yeah. All right. I'm, so, I'm kind of mad that I kind of blew it, but it is what it is. Ralph has a very um, uh, 
sophisticated palate and ability to swallow. My man. So that's quite choice of words. Yes. So, Ralph, um, we're going to record how many... Uh, so, Ralph can actually take an entire zebra cake and swallow it whole without chewing. So, we're going to see how many zebra cakes Ralph... I'm opening the package now. ...can swallow. So, I'm going to stand up here and get this. Um, am I, so let me am know, I on a timer? No, I just want to see how many you can swallow. Ready and go. Wait, I, just go ahead. Sw- start swallowing zebra cakes, Ralph. So, we got so one. So, we got <laughs> one. <laughs> As he chokes... My coffee? <laughs> Ralph dies on the pot. You chewed that one. You You're ruining it. Swallow it. <laughs> come on, be an adult. That's come on. Oh my god! Imagine the dick he would take. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we realize how dangerous right, this really is. Without that's, like milk. That's one that you swallowed whole. You ate the other. He come on. Pull, he pulls three more out. Do you need milk? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any. I have, I have the. Um, I'll get you some coffee here. creamer. You want my coffee? Swallow it. Swallow it. Come on. One. Oh, you're chewing it. Mm-mm. Or are you just sifting it around in your mm-hmm. mouth to get it down the, he's gum- the he's guzzle? Gu- he's gumming it down like... You're duck. <laughs> Go ahead. He's gumming it down like he's going to baby bird it in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, here. Okay, we're up to two. This is three. <laughs> so the, while he's doing this, I'm going to tell you a story about one night when we were doing this. He tried to swallow a 7-Eleven hard-boiled egg. That was and he spit it out. And that Saturday, I went to mow the lawn and I ran over the egg. And it just went everywhere. <laughs> so we're up to three. Three zebra cakes swallowed whole without chewing. And here is four. <laughs> oh, that one was the cleanest so far. By the way, you should have heard the sounds he was just making. That, yeah, that's four. I think I'm going to pull it up near his mm-hmm. mouth mm-hmm. as I record this. <laughs> Go ahead. Get that away. Come on. We're up to four. Come on, it's for the here's, audience. Pal. Yeah, it's for the show. Four. Fuck out of here with that. Come on. Are you okay? Serious. Oh, man, if he died during the filming. We only made it five episodes Ralph. officially, Ralph. <laughs> Don't make him laugh. Come on, five. Five. Ralph. Ralph. Come on, get another one. We need six. We need <laughs> even. That's five. Yo, he's going to go diabetes. Come on. Take a sip of the beer. Get some liquid in there. <laughs> Yo, he's shaking so much right now. Oh, my God. All right, we're up to six. He's going for six. Zebra cake swallowed whole. <laughs> Come on, spit it out, spit it out Okay, no, he's tapping, he's tapping, it's okay Oh, disappointed <laughs> <laughs> So he made it up to five Ugh. I'll give you five and a half on the one that you chewed the first time So five zebra cakes, Ralph, how do you feel? <laughs> how are you going to feel in 20 minutes? <laughs> Alright Alright, I'm sorry about that, Ralph It was your turn to do something stupid on video yeah, I enjoy zebra cakes so, <laughs> This is going to be my dinner for tonight So now that we've done that st- um, stunt I got We're going to go into uh, Well, before we do that, oh, I want to go into it We have to actually go with the theme of the show what are, what are, um, What's the show called? You watch, I, I thought it was listen, I, watch, show I listen, to you, I listen to you watching Also, real um, quick before you say that When I tried to plug your show Before I got rid of my thing I, say, it was, I said it was you talk, I listen <laughs> <laughs> it's usually me talking and people listening because well, I'm an what, ass. That's, that's what I'm saying. Dan exactly. has an opinion. I always have an opinion. About everything. So let's go into our picks for the week of movies and albums. So, Ralph, I've been talking about this movie for a couple weeks. Um, I saw it right before I took my vacation to Florida. And I um, I was inebriated, so I especially appreciated it. I'm going to give you Molly's Game, which okay. I am a huge, huge fan of. Um, I didn't know much about this movie. I knew Jessica Chastain was in it, Idris Elba, 
and uh, Kevin Costner. So this is the second Kevin Costner movie I'm giving you. So the whole premise of this movie is Jessica Chastain plays a woman who's trained. It's a based all based on a true story, mind you. She's training to become an Olympic skier. She has a terrible accident, and she has to stop skiing. And she ends up working for a Hollywood executive who they never name specifically. And she starts running his underground poker game, pretty much, with all these oh, you were, you were telling Hollywood me about celebrities, big wigs. Um, I went in this movie with low expectations. And I remember I heard good reviews for it. And I'm not kidding you. If I'd seen it before 2017 ended, it would probably be in my top five of movies from last year. Uh, some of the shit that happens in this movie, there's there's one player specifically. They, they She calls in the book because she can't say his name specifically without it being legal trouble. She calls him Player X. And she says he's a famous actor who is actually, he's a poker player who happens to be famous. He's that good at poker. And uh, he's like a scumbag. He robs, he robs people blind playing them. He shit talks them the whole time. He convinces them to go all in when they shouldn't. And apparently it's based on Tobey Maguire. Nice. They talk about one thing where this famous New York Yankee that's at the games I that, who uh, that everyone is. wants to be around. And that was when the story came out that Alex Rodriguez was hanging out in underground gambling games. Um, so Molly's game, Jessica Chastain is amazing in it. Idris Elba is amazing in it. Kevin Costner was great in it. Um, I can't, Taylor, you should watch this as well. I cannot stress enough how fucking bad. It's a lot about poker. It's about in organized crime. It's a fucking it's awesome. It's an interesting premise. It's and it's all based on a true story, man. If you read up on it, it's fucking wild. It literally sounds like a better version of like Rounders. That's kind of what it is. It gets crazier. There's a scene that I rarely get uncomfortable mm -hmm. in movies. There was a scene in the movie where I was like, oh, where she gets involved with the Italian mafia. And um, I, I can't stress enough how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, at no point did it feel like it was dragging on despite it being long. She was great in it. Idris Elba, like I said, is always great. Kevin Costner as her father, fantastic. They way, the way they tell the story is great. Um, so I really, really think you're going to like this one. So Molly's game for you. What album are you giving me, Ralph? Okay, so um, this one's actually interesting because I'm surprised. Um, and I understand your reasons with the one I gave you last uh, last week, uh, Bravest Man in the Universe. This one I love, but I'm not sure if it's one you're going to like, so I'm kind of interested to get your opinion on it. Okay. Because I could see it being an album that you like or an album you hate. It's called In Ghost Colors by Cut Copy. Cut Copy. Okay. How would you describe this album to me? It's a synth pop dance, um, kind of like indie electrona. Okay. All right. That's definitely not up my alley, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, Which it is weird because I am such a big Nine Inch Nails fan, and they do go into that realm. It's kind of like bright Nine Inch Nails. That's actually a good okay. way to put it. So, like, if Trent Reznor's one side of the spectrum, cut copy would be on the other side. Like, a positive Trent Reznor. Who else Reznor. would you compare it to if you had to give anyone? Have you ever heard them before, Taylor? As a, okay, all. cut copy. They, um, they had a few well-known songs. Um, It's not on this album, but off of... um. Their next album, Where I'm Going, they use that in a few movies. Uh, 50 50, I know, had in the ending credits. Oh, I like 50 50. 50 50, yeah. That's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. And, and Seth Rogen. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. at how much I like that movie. So actually, I, I think I may know who they are then. Yeah. So this is actually probably something that uh, my girlfriend would like because she likes that kind of sound quite it's, a bit. It's probably, I guess that's a good way to put it. It's similar to um, uh, the. the um, Imagine Dragons. Sound system. Uh, LC LC LCD. Oh, I, like, I was about to say I, LCD sound system. Yeah, I like LCD sound system. Um, similar. The song is the only one I know. Dude, they have some good shit, LCD yeah. sound system. So, um, love this album. Definitely a top five When album did this album me. come out? Uh, about 10 years ago, I'd say. 2000, let me see. 2007. So 2007? Okay, so 11. 10 years old. For a while, it was probably Boys and Girls in America. This one and Arcade Fire's Funeral were in like, would 
kind of there was my rotation. Yeah, my top three albums. Okay, all right. Um, but, Do you like it more than the album you gave me last week? Because yeah, I hope yeah. so. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that album I really like a lot. But no, that's I get not it. an all-time favorite for no, me. I just think it's an interesting concept. This album I absolutely adore. Okay, cool. So um, I mean, but, if it's anything like Nine Inch Nails, I'm such a Nine Inch Nails fanboy that don't I'm, expect Nine Inch Nails. No, I'm I just, mean, but if it has that kind of because there's certain songs that don't sound like Nine. Mm-hmm. His new song, the new Nine Inch Nails song, sounds like fucking Bowie. Or um, Radiohead a little bit. It's fucking strange, man. I'm pretty sure my mouth is bleeding from those zebra cakes. Something's How not... would your mouth be bleeding? There I don't know, but I have the most delicious treats I, out I there. I taste like copper in my mouth. I think I might be having a stroke. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, if you read I the am... ingredients, it's definitely a list of stuff that's not natural. Yeah, no, that stuff is good. For anyone that hasn't had a zebra cake, I suggest you go out to the, the store first, now and you get some zebra cakes. So zebra, the first yeah. two ingredients, number one, sugar. Number two, corn no syrup. No one pay- wants to hear this to hear ingredients. Yeah, so it was sugar so, and then uh, another form of sugar. Anu- a bunch of stuff. You don't I read ingredients, you listen. <laughs> Basically, artificial sweetness. So this week, our suggestions were Molly's Game for the movie, Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, and Ralph gave me cut copy in ghost colors. So if you want to play along, please do. And as our guest, Micah, um, I asked if you had a movie or an album or both that you would like to suggest to us. I can probably get the both. Ralph can probably only get to the one movie because he's a schmuck. So what do you have for us? So for a movie, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, and this is actually a very underrated movie, and it's okay. actually by one of my, like, Loki, one of my, like, underrated um, um like underrated stand-up comedians of all time, uh, Mike Burbigle. Uh, Mike Burbigle. I like Mike. Yeah, it's um, it's his movie. Don't think twice. Don't think twice. It's, okay. Um, written, directed, and starring Mike, um, uh, Keegan Michael Key's in it. And I don't know if you've ever watched. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've I've seen stuff for the movie before, and yeah. anything about stand-up, I'm interested yeah. in. So essentially, I mean, like the basis of the story is like it's an improv group that's been, like trying to get on. It's called Weekend Live, which is basically a parody yeah. of Saturday Night Live. Correct. I've seen this movie. Have you? Yeah, when you met, when you're describing, I remember. Yeah, I'm not gonna give my opinion because I don't want. Yeah, I, um, I don't want to be skewed Dan, at all. But I did right. see this movie. But it is, it is like it is a fun watch, and you know, it's it's a little. I I compare it to like a bougie type of movie, like a 500 Days of Summer type. And of I'm fine movie. with that. I like 500 Days of Summer. No, I, I do too. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like a, it's got that like that that feel, feel to it. But it's not like a Wes Anderson. Weird. That was like one. I, that was one what I watched recently. That I didn't think I was gonna like was um the Big Sick. That I thought was pretty good. That was yeah, um, that was like really good. I was surprised. There were some things I didn't like, but there were some parts in that that made me laugh that my was ass the, off. Um, the Indian guy, yeah, from, from Silicon, Valley. Silicon Valley, which I'm not a big fan of. But um, I want to say Kumar, but that's the, that's that's the guy Harold. That's, and Kumar. A, that's a different guy. That's Harold and Kumar. Yeah, that's the guy from White Castle, <laughs> yeah, Guantanamo exactly. Bay, and then Neil Patrick Harris. All right, so you gave us. Uh, <laughs> I love those movies. Um, he so you gave us the movie as White Castle, Guantanamo Bay, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> it's all one movie and Christmas too. They did Christmas one. Loki is great. I like that one. So, do you have an album for us? as well besides don't think twice so at least for an album i have a couple different ones i was thinking of give I, me one um so i have a couple hip-hop and metal but I wanna, give me one i, I want to give you metal okay so for nice. metal i'm gonna give you it's a band called rivers of nile rivers of nile and the album is called where owls know my name where Ooh. owls know my name yes okay and i actually the reason why i like this is i mean t- it's technically considered death metal but it's not overly dramatic death metal where it's like some cradle of filth or yeah, like some yeah, Jilted Bodum shit. This is right up my alley. Yeah. All so right. it's good, but it's also got really, really interesting and very intricate and very creative breakdowns. Okay, so, that's kind of what I look for. Oh, so, so yeah. is it more of like a technical black metal? Yes, exactly. Right, okay. Um, and then for uh, Ralph... Oh, he's got an album for you. Oh. Yeah, so hip-hop, anyway. Um, nice. I don't know if you're... F- I'm sure you are because... Uh, 
I have two, and I'm going to give you a choice. Because if no, you, just you, you, no, you, I need you, you to pick one. You have to pick one. I have to pick one. You have to pick one. Okay, cool. So actually, I'm going to give you Rock Kim's uh, the 18th. Oh, letter. that's a good one. Or the, uh, the 18th letter, excuse me. That's a good one. That is uh, again the uh, the hip hop debate will go on till the end of time. Biggie, Tupac, Biggie, Tupac. Of course, Biggie, Tupac. Rock Kim is fucking phenomenal. When in reality, I personally believe. That Rakim is the greatest MC to ever live, and I'm a Nas fan. So yeah. I, but I, I'm, I actually like Rakim more than Nas or yeah. than Biggie and Pac. So that, I'm that, with that, you there. That's just what I think. I mean, all right. So dude, you gave I'll us definitely listen to that. You gave us some uh, pretty good conversation. It um, can't be good, worse than uh, Ghost. Oh my God. So Ralph, what did you have for us? Because you said you had okay. a surprise for us. I got too. some for you. He guys. made. He sent me something. Um, just so everyone knows, he sent me something today. He texted me. He goes, "I sent you something that I need you to download and do? print." That. Um, you can't look at first. And I said, okay, how am I supposed to fucking print it and not look at it? Um, We're doing a play. Oh, God. So, okay, so what color am I? Who am I playing? Okay, Dan, you are playing the yellow colors. Okay, so I'm the narrator. Why is he the narrator? Don't tell me who I you have think the best I am. You're Dudley. Of course. <laughs> you look like a Dudley, Taylor. Fuck you. I'm not that guy. I'm not and that I'm Garba. <laughs> All right, so you want me to just start? So what, yep. can you give me a background on this, or we're just doing it? We are just doing it, right. and I'm going to direct you while we're doing it. So if you don't do it right, we are not leaving here till we all get right, it right. So, all right. What's this, what's this first line just, I have? Just, just go with it. Just go with it. I'm the just narrator. Go. It's fine. You got them. I'm the narrator here, guys. Ride with me. Dudley sits on the kitchen table draped in black with red wax candles burning. He has opened a book with brown pages and charcoal etchings of strange ruins. A low hum radiates throughout the room. Enter Garba. Scary music plays. I will add that in post. Uh, okay. I know this is a play on words. I have a shitty asshole, but come the... That, no, no, no. Just no. read it like it plays. Read it how it says, just and read, you need just, to chant just try it. it. Yeah, chant do, it. Do, yeah, come on. Show just go with it. I'm, uh, chant! I have a shitty asshole. No! no. You, I have there you go. Like that. Do it like that. You should have been doubly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a shitty asshole. <laughs> Keep I can't read. I don't. I can't. I have the shitty ass. Oh, but kinda. What the f and fuck is this? We weep the too good. All right. It's Garba, like a Kanye song. It does. Garba. Scoop a deep poop. What the hell are you doing? Doing dumbly. The candles, the book. I can't do that voice. That's going to blow it out. That's Justin again. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm the Justin's Garba. Do we have to start this again? No, we're <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I think we need to start. No, we're just go with it. God damn it, Garba. You have to start. You have to start, Dudley. Chant again. You, you never even chanted I'm correctly. Doing that, just chant. Go. You're ruining your whole bit, Ralph. What? I told you, we're not leaving until we get it right. What the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing, Dudley? The candles, the book, the Latin. God know. fucking damn it, Garba! I was this fucking close to finishing. Oh, I see what I was doing. <laughs> go ahead. You, you're, you're dabbling with black magic with a K. You don't know what you're doing. You're either with me or against no, me. No, I need agitated. He sounds agitated. You're ruining your own bit. I no, I, I have a vision. Like Michael Bay ruining the movie. I have a vision. That he already ruined okay. by directing Go, it. go. You're either with me or against me. And you are acting like you're against me. What's the end game? What, what, what are you trying to do? Dudley ag aggressively opens the book and points to a picture of a lion with like 200, 2,000 fucking legs. <laughs> Do you see that? What? What is that? This is Burr. <laughs> this isn't going well. He teaches... <laughs> I'm going to cut this soon. <laughs> he teaches natural and moral uh, philosophy, logic, and the virtues of all herbs and plants, and also is capable of healing all uh, infer... I don't know. Especially of men and bestows good familiar. Fuck you. What? 
What did you write this whole thing? Yeah. You're a terrible writer. <laughs> you wrote aggressively, not even aggressively. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm giving this three more lines before no, I cut. No, we need to finish. You have to narrate my next line. Size. No, really, Taylor. Sigh like you mean it. Don't say this, idiot. You wrote it. All right, so I need to cut. No, no, we're not done. Dude, this is so long. It's literally a full page. Dude, it's so long. We got it. No, we're not doing this. You didn't even show up. We're getting to the... Okay, we're jumping to the last... No, we're not. up the colors at the end, too. Like, so the colors are... My color's yellow. Taylor's is red. No, 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 no. And Bjor, you're pure too. I can't be. <laughs> then let's get to where Bure comes in. No. Narrator. No, we're missing. No. What there's, there's no plot. Cla clouds form. No, 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 no. Shut up. You're ruining it. Dude, it was ruined the second you wrote it. He, we, we don't know. We don't know why Bure's here. We didn't get to that. <laughs> this is like Bobo wrote this. <laughs> Dude, this we sucks. Got, we got the middle yes. out. This is the room. This is the room of terrible fake podcast scripts. No. <laughs> go, Dudley, go. I'm gonna do. You do the narrator. I'm gonna be Dudley. No, I wrote the part for Taylor. <laughs> I'm through it, and neither are you, dude. I'm giving you three more seconds to get this on track, and then I'm making an executive decision. Taylor. <laughs> no, Taylor, sigh like you mean it. Don't say this, you idiot. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> you said don't read it, and I read it. Remember Sasha? Well, wait, no, I'm eating your pump. It's you! You're Dudley! I think you're drunk on zebra cakes. <laughs> I didn't read this, write this now. <laughs> you didn't write this well at all. You shouldn't write a eulogy. <laughs> no, he didn't fucking proofread his own script. <laughs> he wrote aggressively for aggressively. I'm getting really aggressive right now. Dude, I'm skipping to the end. No! Yes. No! No, we... <laughs> Dude, we have we're literally at an hour and twenty and we've got nothing done. Because you're not Because you're all wrong! <laughs> yes! It's all wrong! No, you no, no. <laughs> I love how okay. he caught it. Okay. I throw the script okay. and he caught it. Okay, go, go, pick up where you left off. We're gonna get through this. Start it. Did you see that? Or do you see that, Micah? No! Start it, do you see We that? don't know why we're <laughs> summoning pure! Yeah. Ralph, I'm gonna be serious with you for a second. I literally can't do this. He's gonna laugh too hard. That's why let me be Dudley. Okay, fine, you're Dudley. Okay, I'm gonna start. Huh. That is Bjorn. He teaches natural and moral <laughs> philosophy, logic, and writes the virtues of all herbs and plants, and is also capable of healing all infirmities, especially of men, and bestows good familiars. Cool, cool, dude. I, I don't fucking play Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Why are you doing this? <sighs> Remember, Sasha? Well, she left me for temper. Ugh! I hate temper. I'm sorry, dude. Sasha was a sleek bird. We all hate temper! Anyway, I'm going to ask Bure to get her back. Garber pauses for a moment and does his best James Dean. Like the Jack and Diane song by John Mellencamp, you know. Dan. So are you going to help? Alright, dude, I'll help. I shitty asshole because I don't wipe too good. Okay, do the kid do the molester's voice now, Micah. Wait, that's a thing? Morgan Freeman really molested people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing happened to the boys. <laughs> That's why you're the narrator! And Bjorn did not but appear. But nothing happened to the boys. <laughs> Bjorn did not appear. Struck out again, huh, dud? But then the spirits I'm appeared. I'm the narrator, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I know. But then the spirits appeared. The ground shook. The sky thundered. The book pages began to flip. Something outside the boys' control appeared. This should be Morgan Freeman, too, if you did not read this. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> hey, you gotta it, read uh, it! Uh, uh, it worked. Uh, clouds formed. 
beer appeared. A lion head with tons and tons of legs appeared. Seriously, some uh, some kook fucking shit. <laughs> That's supposed to be cool. I am the R. I teach natural and moral philosophy. Spelled wrong. <laughs> I have skipped through time. What is your wish? I, I, I would like to command you to reunite me with my- I want a sign Louis Soho jersey! <laughs> what? Your wish is my- <laughs> Wait, that's not me! Your wish is my command. Yo, this is so cool! No! <laughs> you, Dudley, you are cursed with a 10,000 years of suffering for your wish. And fade out! This was the worst <laughs> thing ever. I thought it was good. Sorry, right. I just want to say in your last line, you went off script, and I wasn't I wasn't happy about it. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I think from now on, we should just read, like, have people that come in just read actual movie scripts. No! That was... This I want to be an actor! So that, that was You really want to be an actor or I want to be a director? A screenwriter. So that was really dumb, but a uh, quick update. I met Rosario just hit a home run, kind of 1-1. Nice. nice. Good so. deal. All right, so... I had, a couple, like I had a couple it? things. Listen to this story yeah, that I, I just it. read I yesterday. Fucking cried. I was that was so funny. I don't know if other people appreciate it, but I'm like in tears from laughing. <laughs> That's now here's great. a story that made me laugh really hard yesterday. Um, a crematorium in San Diego. Is that where they make ice cream or burn people? I always confuse them. <laughs> That's a creamery. <laughs> oh, Coldstone creamery. Coldstone crematorium. <laughs> Would you like Jolly Ranchers in your <laughs> ashes? Your, your bodies are cold. Let's burn them. Oh. <laughs> All right. So this crematorium in San Diego. I guess um, the oven door wasn't shut, and it sent out <laughs> into San Diego a cloud of human remains. Oh, I heard about that. That's how I want to go. Like, imagine what the weather report said. Cloudy with a chance of grandma. A little kid. <laughs> <laughs> a little kid goes, oh, look, it's snowing. Six her tongue oh, out. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God, that's your Uncle Jack's femur. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, how bad do you have to fuck up to oh. not close you the door? You had one job, Karen. <laughs> That was the last of the cocaine, Karen. <laughs> he did that to the Taco Bell drive-thru lady who was named Karen. <laughs> at like 2 in the morning. And I'm like, Karen, that was all we had. Was, uh, dude, she's dying. She gave us a lot of sauce that was already free. <laughs> Wait, one of the best parts, I took some notes for this. I was so interested in the Snickers ice cream bar, I wrote it twice in two different spots. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. So the crematorium is uh, fantastic. Um, the other thing was, did you hear about this movie at uh, Kane's Film Festival? Um, that apparently, Con, Kane, whatever. I I spell. I pronounce it how it's spelled. Taylor. Michael Caine. So oh wait, Michael Caine. Apparently, there was this movie. <laughs> James Caine. There was this movie shown that apparently, like a hundred critics and people walked out of because it was so disturbing to them. Oh. And it's from Lance von Trier, who is a very controversial director. He directed what's called the Depression Trilogy: um, Antichrist, Melancholy, and Nymphomaniac. And it's supposed to so. I show, saw Melancholy. Oh, Melancholy with the planet that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that's um. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's I, a weird movie. I liked it. Though. It's great. So he's doing this one called The House That Jack Built. Starring Matt Dillon, who I actually like quite a bit. Um, not um, one headlight, Matt Dillon, but the actor Matt Dillon. That's and not apparently, Matt Dillon. what's his son's That's name? That's Jacob Dillon. Tomato, tomato. Um, tomato, Dillon. tomato. Not the, they're not even spelled the it's same. Not the last. piece of shit from fucking Entourage, is it? No, no, it's the one from There's Something About Mary, Pat oh. Healy. Um, oh, the one that actually has talent. The funny one, yeah. yeah. So this movie, apparently, he plays um, a serial killer, and I guess there's a scene where he he, um, he snipes. Uh, two children at a park and they show it oh it's apparently this director he's known for making like almost exploitive um very violent graphic movies yeah, nymphomaniac is all about being a nymphomaniac yeah but like to do what i mean it, his whole movies he's a very he's a manic depressive he's a recluse and i mean people like is he schizo too he might be a little bit he's yeah. said some things that got him in trouble but i i like movies that kind of push my buttons and my boundaries that one kind of pushes it, but I do like his other films, so I want to see him. Like, 
Melancholia and Antichrist are fantastic. They're very fucked up, though. And Nymphomaniac is very, very fucked up. This one, because I like Matt Dillon as well, the idea of a serial killer and actually showing that this guy is killing children and people at parks, Ugh. it's pushing it. It's pushing it. But I like when... That's what art's about. It's about pushing it. Well, it's actually funny you say that because, like, uh, especially with the newest... Uh, you know, uh, Iteration of it, yeah, you know what yeah, I correct. mean. Like, like the opening scene. Obviously, in the TV for movie, you don't see George. Of course, you just see him the open thing. the mouth. Yeah, right. Whereas this one, he gets his arm ripped mm-hmm, off mm-hmm. and gets dragged, which is, by the way, the creepiest part of the entire fucking. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. Um, but that, like, that made me super uncomfortable. You well, imagine I mean? actually seeing children get shot in the head. That's what I'm saying. Dude. That's like, what's like, fucked up. Do they show like through the scope? Uh, or? Apparently, it's very, very graphic. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I, I, I would think he's like I, through the I'm, scope. Like, yeah, that's if people didn't walk out of it, I wouldn't be as interested. But the fact that it bothered people that much has me excited. You know what? But I'm very, I'm over people like being offended by movies and TV shows. People are mad at uh, 13 Reasons Why right now, which I'm not into. I'm not, it's not my kind what of show. What are they show. mad about again? I guess there's a scene, last season, obviously it's about suicidal, uh, a girl committed suicide and there's a rape scene in this one. I guess a kid gets sexually assaulted with a broom in like a closet mm. and the parents' television council is asking Netflix to boycott. Okay, what happened to parents just not letting their kids watch shit that they shouldn't be watching? Do they not know that there's parental there's controls parental on controls. On these every these parents app. are so busy telling other people how to raise their kids that they're not raising their own. This reminds me of uh, Lovejoy's wife from The Simpsons. What I want to think of the children. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Oh. But like complaining about like okay, it's not on regular television. It's Netflix. You have full control over what your child's watching. Exactly. And it, it, there's a million other things that are worse out there. Unfortunately, that subject is something that is real and happens, mm. and it ha- has happened locally with people getting fucking sodomized with things like that. And they're saying like it's it's gonna make kids want to do that. I've never. They're I've, not saying, oh, look how great it is. I've like, oh, we're having a good time. Yeah, no, they're, like they're making light of the fact that this is fucked up. It, obviously, it's not new news. That's yeah, fucked up. Correct. So what? So what's the big fucking deal? I know it's bad. I've it's never once watched shit. a movie or a show or listened to music and then suddenly decided I wanted to kill, rape, maim, beat. That's the thing. They blame these movies and these video games and these TV shows after this television after after these terrible things happen. All these terrible events these shootings that happen and these um, sexual assaults that happen but how come in the same vein if a if a kid that does something terrible I'm not going to go with a basic example but a kid that does something very bad how come uh, when they they go to all his favorite music in his video games how come in the same school they don't honor the valedictorian for being a fan of like Call of Duty They but they'll blame him if he does something terrible they never artists never get the credit when a kid does really well it's a big fan but they get all the blame when something bad happens and, and that's garbage a kid listens to like some like like, what happens if he's, like, a huge Carpenters fan or something? Like, no one ever gets angry. It's yeah, only it's, when I it mean, fits the narrative. It's exactly. But why yeah, it's, it's not like someone sitting there loving the pretenders say they're literally going to walk 500 miles and do 500 <laughs> miles. <laughs> Fucking That's, stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's this sort of offends me. Could, could That's these, what I'm saying. I'm going to walk 1,000 miles to fall down at your door. Eat shit. Could this music <laughs> and imagery influence somewhat? Sure. But most likely, they were going to do it without that. But they, again... There's they, a deeper they, underlying they always, issue. When, when they get mad at comedians for saying offensive things, the kid that's a valedictorian doesn't get cre- the comedian doesn't get credit who's a fan of Jim Norton or Tom Segura or any of those guys I'm so happy but you they, said Tom. They, that's what I mean they get they get all the Tom shit Segura's always he's in hot water too of course he always is actually he was not anymore and I was pissed the fuck he, off yeah it was stupid happened. and if you hear the joke the joke is making fun of the controversy it's it, it was art like real life in, imitating art like he made a joke about the controversy of the word he, he makes a joke which has the word retarded in it yes and it's him saying how like the times have changed and the word retarded is not socially acceptable to use anymore. 
And people got angry that he had a joke about the word retarded, proving what the joke was making proving fun that, of to begin proving with. Proving that, th- that there's no context when it comes to things anymore. And that's the problem. Words themselves should have no weight unless it is directed a certain way, which once again leads it to context. And I don't want to get into a horribly PC political conversation because there's that whole Kendrick Lamar thing that just happened, which infuriated me. Uh, um, I'm actually with you on that. And, listen, and I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick too. His music's great. He definitely, I think he definitely set her up. I, I think if he didn't set her up, he was pretty fucking stupid. Right. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I have no, I'm not going to give my opinion on that because this is not the time or the place for that. But it, it, there, there has to be context and meaning. And that's the problem. Comedians, should they never get the credit when the kid who's a valedictorian is a huge fan of them, but they get all the blame when the kid tells their mother that he's a cunt. And that's stupid. Well, and, and uh, just like real quick, just to add on to what you're saying, that's not a new narrative. That's been happening the entire time. Of course, time. it's been happening everyone for ha- every- generations. Bro, everyone hated fucking Zeppelin. Everyone hated Manson. Everyone they hated, hated George Eminem. Carlin. They hated everyone Richard hated- Pryor. Going back to the original, whose name I'm forgetting now, the fucking comedian that caused all Lenny that. Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Everyone hated Johnny and- Cash. Everyone hated Bill Hicks. Exactly. That, we had that conversation Charles Manson got a lot of hate. <laughs> well, did I say Charles uh, Manson or Marilyn Manson? No, he said he was being an ass, and you oh. just tra- trampled over him. So thank you for trampling over him. Oh, I and appreciate twice the size of him. <laughs> That's true. Twice you're giving yourself a little too much credit there. Do me a favor. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's radio. People don't need to realize that you're an ox. Well, you, well, you superimposed <laughs> me on the fucking moon. <laughs> earth, Earth, you were the Earth. Oh, you superimposed me on the Earth so, and said the Earth is not what, flat. Why are we, no, why but, were we on the moon? <laughs> we were on the moon without. Astronaut things, and I also made you astronaut. Said we were on the moon without astronaut things. Wow, I'm a blithering idiot. Oh. Um, so we're we're literally this is gonna be our longest episode to date. So this is okay. a new thing I want to bring on for guests, and because we are a movie and music themed things, um, I think every guest we should ask them in some type of way what their favorite movie or album is. Oh. So I'm gonna ask you, Taylor, as we have very similar movie takes, some differences here and there. What is your favorite movie to just put on when you need something that you enjoy that much that you don't need to pay full-on attention to it, but you always want to watch it when it's on? What's your number one movie in that regard? So, in reality, there's two, but if I had to pick one of the two, it would definitely have to be The Departed. Okay, I love The Departed. I'm a huge fan. I do. For me, I always tell you with Scorsese, it goes down a little bit because I know Infernal Affairs very well, but I do love The Departed. I'll watch it anytime it's on. Well, as I say, it's funny you say that because you're the one who told me that it was based off Infernal Affairs, Correct. I went and watched that, and and I'm like, so imagine if you saw Infernal Affairs first, how it would twist your opinion on the shock value of right. the movie. Well, just because the whole thing too, because like, dude, Leo was incredible. Mark Jack's Wahlberg incredible. Is, everyone's is incredible. great. Everyone's great. In Mark it. Wahlberg, uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, Emilio Estevez's dad, Martin, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen, uh, Alec Baldwin, Mark, Matt Damon. He didn't. He said Emilio Estevez's dad, not Charlie Sheen's. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, you know, you have no room to yeah, speak. You yeah, said space things. <laughs> astronaut <laughs> stuff. Astronaut stuff. That was it. Yeah, because Emilio Estevez is Gordon Bombay. He, that's all Gordon he is. Bombay. That's all he is, is Gordon Bombay. Yeah, it's fine. So, The Departed, you're one. Uh, What's the other? Uh, oh, God. Usual suspect. I was going to say. I that's thought, my all-time I love favorite. That one. I thought you were going to go with another one, and I have to mention this because it just that's passed fine. on the 22-year anniversary, anniversary of it. Twister. <laughs> Came out 22 years Finger ago. Finger of God. <laughs> when you, is there an F5? It's a finger of God. I I just watched the Drop original. The silverware Dude, everywhere. I could watch that movie any time. Twister. I've probably seen that. That's in my top like five <laughs> movies I've seen the most in my life. So I think this is also a quick tw- quick tw- uh, Twister story. We were actually at a. What's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have a quick have, Twister I have a story? Few Twister stories. Yes, this is very true. But we were actually at a uh, 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 a Christmas sweater party, and we're the only ones that showed up in Christmas sweaters. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> 
That was fucking. <laughs> and then, dude, on like this little 32 inch TV in this massive. Dude, like put room, something on. Like, put put a Christmas on movie my, on. For whatever reason, I had my truck and I had fucking Twister on deck on Blu ray <laughs> on my fucking, in yeah, my fucking truck. So I went out and got it. Threw it on. Everyone's having a great. Everyone's playing beer pong. And then there's me and Dan drunk as shit watching the fucking thing. And it's, it's just the like, wonder in nature, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I just hey, you guys, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, dude. I, when I saw the thing, it was a 22 year anniversary of it, and they had the original trailer. I was like, this is the greatest trailer I've ever seen. And then they had the commercial for the soundtrack <laughs> with the, with Van Halen, but the third singer from oh, um, uh, Chiron. That song Shine On. Yeah, that song dude, sucks. Dude, it's so... The movie's so great. Bill, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. So, he taught, yo, he taught me how to curse. Legit. Dude, uh, legitimately, I remember me and my buddy, Brian Solasic, when we were like in second, third grade, I had it on VHS, and we would rewind it on the scene in the first 10 minutes where he goes, oh, come on, Dusty, don't start that shit. And we would just laugh our asses off at the word shit because we were chill. <laughs> I'll still laugh at the word shit. My shit, favorite. duty, caca. He looks in the mirror and he laughs because it reminds me <laughs> of shit. <laughs> yo, my favorite part of that whole movie. Jonas... Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> got himself a government contract. <laughs> yeah, because they were the bad yeah. storm chasers. Yeah, oh my God. It's so good. That was mm-hmm. Carrie Elwes that played him. Helen Hunt, Carrie Elwes, Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the best friend from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of them. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people in that movie. I know, real quick, no one's going to know, but remember that picture I sent you with Josh and Mike White's boat that was exactly like Jonas? <laughs> he looked like Jonas from Twister because he had a stupid hat on. He had the same fucking gray hat. Wow, well, this is like a. We could just have a podcast called You Listen to Me Rip on Josh. <laughs> That's his whole you episode. Are very, you are abusive to grow how. Well, grow how we just naturally abuse, but um. So let's get back on track. What's the one out al- your go to album? My I may not listen to the it. Twister what's your, album. What's your go to album? Soundtrack. So in all honesty, like <laughs> my, my go to album, it's a, it's tattooed on my back. It's a band that's ever long. No, wow. on my back, not on my ankle. You have a Spice World tattoo. No, imagine that'd be awesome. Imagine John Lennon. That's no. your tattoo. You shut the fuck up. Let me talk. What are your thoughts on Yoko Ono? Limp Bizkit. Uh, Five hundred words, please go. Five hundred words. I want to sing like Yoko Ono. Which is, <laughs> she just goes in front of a crowd. She goes. Ah. Well, listen. Let's to hear the album. Let's hear what it is. We're running so long here. It's, uh, it's a band that's like I said, that's no longer around. They actually just did uh, their first show in about seven years at the um, in New York City and in Philly. Hanson. And I went to both shows. No, oh, that'd be great. Though. They're still together. Uh, I, 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 I would go, go see Hanson. Fuck. Go on. But Can we all sing um, Bop at the end of the show? Shut the fuck up, Ralph. You're terrible. Uh, it's a band called Valencia. They're from Philadelphia. I know Valencia. Pens- uh, they're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Not um, Philadelphia, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, and, and their and their album is uh, they're He's was, getting very aggressive. Is their second app? <laughs> fuck you. Is their second <laughs> album called uh, "We All Need a Reason to Believe"? Okay. And like when that came out in like 2007, that was my favorite album. Then it's my favorite album now. Um, there's not. I know every single song, every single lyric to every single Valencia song as it is. And I this, do like Valencia. The stuff I've heard, you've played them for me a lot, so yeah, I'm a fan. And, here's the th- and I got you into Thrice. Yes, you did. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, so wet all day. They're so. But good. here's the here's the fucked up part. So that album was the first time they they, they signed to a major label, because um, the first time they're on an indie label in Philly, they signed to Atlantic Records for one deal, and the album didn't sell as well as it was. But it's it was one of the best albums they ever. Put all right. Out. So those are your th- that's them. your go-to movie, The Departed, Usual Suspects, Twister, and Valencia. We all need a reason to believe. So I think uh, we went. We've been going like progressively longer on each episode, which I'm okay with. I'm fine with that. Well, these things um, we have a lot of this like, goddamn like, mosquito. We can literally keep going about the Best Buy stories when, when you pulled a knife on me. I've, I I literally I pulled a knife on you in front of customers before. Put yeah. it right By the way, back. every guest we've had has been a 
Best Buy person. Oh, hold on. It, it has all been Best Buy people so far. Josh is technically a Best Buy person, but we knew him before Best Buy. Yes, very true. Um, so I, I just want to tell like just two quick stories. Go ahead, go ahead. Because you got time. Because you mentioned it about you mentioned it to Grahowski how he used to clean up shit all the time. <laughs> Duty. And, and then, yeah. like, all, all, like all the um, all the like harassment was mostly focused like physical harassment was mostly focused on me. So the two big ones I could three big ones about Dan. Uh, I don't one know what time he's talking I'm, about. I'm ringing, yeah, because there was a couple I'll different I'll sue ones. him for slander. <laughs> so I'm ringing up, the, he pulled a knife on me. Uh, <laughs> Just casually. Wait, I, what? I I the, so I'm ringing up a customer back, back With like a 60-inch TV. Yeah, like a 60-inch TV, like a big, it's like a $1,300 $1, sale. And he walks up behind me and he's got a Batman Bowie knife. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, is no. it the one that um, you yeah, have? Yeah, Batman knife so he just walks up behind That's me. That's a legit knife. Yeah, it was. He walks up behind me, puts the knife to my back, and just whispers in my ear and goes, act natural. <laughs> I literally have <laughs> it poking into his back. Yeah, and he's just standing there, and he's got the knife in my back, and he's talking to the guy. He's like, so, did Taylor help you out with everything? Because he's really not I'm that trying good. to sell him a protection plan. Yeah. I'm like, you, had, you have I'm, no idea what it was even covered. I didn't know anything about home theater, but I could sell it if I needed to. Yeah, so that so that was one. Two was you when You are a terrible person. I was a great employee, though. How Two, do you have any friends? Actually, to be fair, he was like the best employee in his department. I don't know how. <laughs> Go on. So the second one was when he got everyone in the entire fucking store to play this game called Taylor. So, <laughs> so essentially, what it was. Let me let me explain because I think okay. for coming from the person that developed it. So yeah, your piece it was, of shit. Um, it was basically you know how like oh someone's got to go grab the pizza and its nose goes. Last person to put their finger on their nose goes. So I said we're gonna play Taylor, and it was it went nose goes and the last person to put their finger on their nose had to hit Taylor in the sack no matter where what he was doing. So <laughs> literally, it developed into like Ralph. It happened a lot, dude. Like he was just getting. The one time we were up at the front register, he was talking to the cashier. I was talking to him. We were both on the clock, and he's standing with like his back up against the the desk. And I just straight up Muay Thai leg kick him right in the cock. You're garbage. And wait, he drops, and his pants and fall pants down, fall and down. his bare ass is out in front of customers. Oh, yeah. So then um, there was Josh. this kid. There, Josh got him really good. Yo, hold on. So real quick. So uh, so you said real quick a lot. It's never real quick. No, never. But go on. <laughs> I can't run real quick either, which is funny. No, so, no but the attack. other thing, so we had this one kid, we called him Baby Chris, and then when he turned 18, he was Man Chris. Because he looked like he was 12. Yeah, pretty much. So, Chris got swindled into doing this because he said Taylor, and he was the last one. Oh, blah, and it blah, was blah, so blah. easy to convince him to do other stuff. So, literally, so Chris walks Brought up, stuff. so he walks up to me, and he goes, I'm sorry, man, and just tapped me, Ooh. right? And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch, like I was so cock. pissed. And that one sucked, but then when Josh <laughs> did it, Josh was the worst, because Josh like, rolled, like, like he lost, so he rolls up, and Wait. He, he goes, he goes to give me a high five and like pull it in for a bro hug. And as he pulls it in, he lifts his knee up and just knees it. Fucking dick. Off the ground. Yo, he threw a printer at Josh. He grabbed the printer. Like HP, like your first year back to school printer. Like a full Epson printer, like easily a $300 printer. So once I heard about that, I was like, we got to stop this. So I changed nose goes. And it became nose goes. And the last person has to post something very... Um, disgusting on his Facebook wall, like porn. Oh, and there were some like really gnarly ones. And then Colucci but fucking Colucci ended it. He posted this dude, this big like jack dude, sitting poolside, naked, and he's got his cock out. And there's like a wolf that has the cock. What is wrong with you guys? Colucci ended it, and Ugh. your Facebook doesn't exist anymore. But he eventually had to turn his Facebook off because of me, because everyone started even after I left Best Buy. Everyone started fucking after, wishing me happy after birthday. After I left Best Buy, my legacy carried on because I was just writing happy birthday on his facebook every day and then the kid with asperger's that worked there started writing it on his wall you have the you 
Well, Your listen, HR department must be the worst HR it's department. It's amazing. I never got in any HR trouble. I, I'm shocked. Ever. I never, all I, I hear about this place is just abuse. Well, we were all friends, man. We weren't going to rat on each yeah, other. Yeah, no, we were all like really good we friends. We knew the that people the cool we couldn't part. fuck with. Like, yeah. And when we realized it went too far, like the kneeing in the dick, he took it long enough. When we yeah. mailboxed Justin and he screamed. Oh, uh, he was... Well, so, real quick, they were... Oh, my and, God, with the real quick. So he, so he knocks him over and like Justin slams on the fucking bottom thing and literally just screams in front of customers. Oh! Fuck. Fucking her! <laughs> and he storms in the back. And he's and Bob's following him. Me and me and Dan, me and Dan are following him. And he but just two sits, minutes later, he's like, he "It's down. okay." He's like, "Yeah, that's all right." Overreacted. And then I taped him to the chair. Yeah. All right. So we really do have to wrap this yeah, up. Wait, Taylor, wait. Go on. What are we gonna say? We do need to do our quick hot takes. Oh, let's we, keep oh, really quick hot takes. I'm um, real quick hot take. I have one. Um, I am very angry that Jim uh, or John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens keep pushing the um. Kicking the kickoff if it goes through the uprates should be worth one point. I think that is the fucking dumbest idea ever. Isn't that what they do in the CFL? Yes, but you can't. I don't like the idea of being able to score without actually defending. So you have the one kicker in the league that can do it every single time. Justin Tucker and maybe any kicker in Denver, but that to me is the dumbest idea ever. There should not be any way to score without a defense happening. So that to me, stop pushing it. We get it. I I actually kind of like the new kickoff rules. I think it's going to make it for more exciting. Yeah, uh, dude, there's going to be so many more returns, and it's going to create so many more weapons. You can it be you have a lot more. You won't be as apprehensive about putting your best wide receiver on a return now. Right. Because the mm-hmm. odds of him taking a fucking big cut block or a wedge block are slim, slim to none. Yeah. So that's my hot take. Ralph, what do you got? Um, not really a hot take, but uh, a shout out. Actually, me trying to be serious for the first time in my life. Sure, go for it. Um, my mother went back to college Woo! 10 years ago. Yeah, Maria. Uh, didn't get a chance Maria. to do it when she was younger. And at, that's um, admirable, man. That's and, fucking uh, fantastic. And after 10 years, she has her degree. So I am proud of her. And... Um, she uh, only made one mistake in her life, and that was having me. Uh, that that's a big fucking mistake. But seriously, Maria, uh, Mrs. Valeca, whatever is the proper way to, um, Mrs. Maria, Mrs. Maria, Mrs. Maria, Mr. Maria. Um, <laughs> congratulations, that is seriously awesome. Um, it's it's actually very admirable, a- admirable, I guess is the right way to say it. Yeah, um, admirable. As the people like Taylor, well, Taylor graduated college and didn't know, it, but people like I, like, <laughs> like myself, that may decide real to go quick, back at some real point. Real quick, tell the story. Do me a favor, eat shit. Um, here's the quick story. Taylor went to sign up for classes again at his college. He went there to find out that he actually had graduated two years prior and his diploma year prior. was there. A year prior, his diploma was there waiting for him. But seriously, um, Mrs. Vleka, that is awesome. And uh, you have a lot to be proud of. And that is one of them. Ralph is not the other. Your other daughter, sure. Um, Taylor, what's your hot take? So, again, not necessarily a hot take. Um, I'm just very excited because tonight is the premiere of uh, Mauro Ronello's. Uh, oh, the bi- Mauro Ronello. Do you know bi- Mauro Ronello? Bipolar Rock and Rollers premiering tonight on so Showtime. So, he's um, he's a MMA announcer, boxing announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you you watch the Mayweather McGregor fight. He's got the very deep voice. Yeah, I'm sure I would recognize him. He was just on Jim and Sam this week, actually, Mauro. He oh. was just on with them. I actually haven't listened um, this now, week. Now, he's also a WWE employee, and he has severe bipolar disorder. And he had to leave the WWE for a while. And they made a documentary about him. And his whole point is he wants to defeat the stigma around mental illness. And the fact that he's lived this long with it, he's got the best voice in combat sports, maybe in all sports. I would his, say he's definitely up there, yeah. He, he's incredible. And his um, the struggles he's had, um, I'm excited to see this documentary tonight i'm really really looking forward to it moro is one of the most genuine dudes in anywhere he's just everyone loves moro i've never heard anyone say a bad thing about moro no he's excellent and i will he say even, too he responded to me on twitter which was yeah i, I like that that was cool man yeah. and um so bipolar rock and roller debuts tonight um so what's it, it on uh, uh showtime it's, it's, it's showtime. gonna be on showtime, showtime? so okay. it's yeah. gonna be cool he, he was great with jim and sam the other day so you should pull that interview up yeah. and listen to it and then if i really had to do a hot take honestly and it's my opinion 
Pearl Jam sucks. Oh, I'm right with you 100. percent I'm gonna fuck both you. Pearl Jam's overrated. This. I'm gonna fucking They're stick fuck my fingers in your highness. Overrated pieces of shit. I'm not that um, aggressively anti Pearl Jam, but I, I'm not I, a fan. Then you know what I'm gonna say? I'd rather listen to Pearl Jam on a loop one song than listen to one single ACDC album. And that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, Thank you for idea. listening to You Watch I Listen episode five. Um, please download and listen to Taylor Micah's podcast In the Pit with Taylor Micah on SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, hopefully soon on iTunes if I can help him figure out how not to be a dummy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ralph, you got anything else? No. Um, All right, that's me, Taylor. Thank you for sitting in with us. Next week we have Tom. Um, Tom. Oh my God, Ken, Ken. joining. Ken joining us. My good friend Ken. <laughs> Ken Tom. Who did not work at Best Buy. He did Ken. not work at Best Buy. So guys, thanks for listening. Our longest episode to date. Um, thank you for the response. Like, listen, subscribe, share. See you next week. Peace. Later.